This episode of Pot of the Jam is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. How would you like to disappear? You and me are going out tonight. Wear something cute, okay? You always do what Jennifer tells you to do. It's just that I like the same things that she likes. You know those teen vampire movies that feel like the horny soap opera fever dreams of a eighth grade diary? Here's how mine began. These victims are all the same physical type. We always share your bed when we have slumber parties. Jennifer's evil. I know. No, I mean, she's actually evil. Not high school evil. Shoveled a lot in your life, haven't you? How would you like to hold the case to the kingdom for a change? A New York City detective in search of a killer is about to disappear. Do you guys kill people? Indiscriminately. Innocent people? It's like 80-20. There he is. The one with the hat. Is that the one that followed you? Yeah. Why didn't you go with him? I don't know. I only murder boys. I go both ways. I will finish you if I have to. Okay. You can barely finish gym class. Welcome back to the podcast of the damned. I nearly forgot the title of our show. What's uh, all right? We only just came up with it a couple of <laughs> podcasts ago. Yeah. The, for, you, yeah. for you listeners at home, we only came up with it a, a couple. Well, they of know episodes they've ago. been with us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we've come up with it. It's been a long time. Uh, I'm Shory, the uh, token straight person for this episode. <laughs> And just to clarify, this isn't the straight episode. This is the queer episode. Yes. I'm, <laughs> De- I'm Dina Big Willy Woofter. <laughs> As coined from a couple of episodes ago. Oh, I love it so much. Um, and I Come on, I, it's a good – if you're going to explain it's so me as anything, good. that's a fine one. The big woolly woofter. Um, there's, 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 no, there's no fun or funny way to, to say bisexual. We're a fucking dime a dozen feminist bisexuals in the world, female I'm, bisexuals. We really are. Well, yeah, and thank God for them. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying – you say dime them. a dozen, but I'm like – more by visibility, the better, I say. Yeah. That's well, no, that's the thing. The issue is the visibility, but we're, we're everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're fucking everywhere. And like actually, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the past, <laughs> one of the things that made me happy, I mean, we're going to get right into the movies very quickly. One of the things that made me happy about the recent lockdown that we've gone through, if you've been listening to the past podcasts, mm. we have, we've had another lockdown in Melbourne. And Woo, if you started yeah. on this one, or shame if you've on just, you. Exactly. if you know anything about Melbourne, you'll be aware yeah. that this has been um, happening. Because we've obviously recorded these in the past, uh, is that um, I watched a lot of shows that had all of these characters coming out as bi. So one mm. thing that I'm liking is the fact that now it's about bi visibility and even in a lot of shows, like season finals of shows and things like that from this year, where a character is marrying, or like a, she's female and marrying another woman, and then she, her family don't agree, and then she goes to her family and is like, that's right, I'm queer, I'm a bisexual, and we're getting married today. And I'm like, what I love about that is there's never any conversation about it. it's just because you're in a same-sex relationship, it doesn't mean you can't say that you're bisexual. So I love that that mm. visibility exists now. Anyway, that's just my rant Yay. for the day. Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think it's awesome. And as a gay man as well that spent a lot of time, and if anyone's Wait, been following, oh, please. If anyone's been following <laughs> any you, podcast you, you I've done for years. Listeners couldn't see, like, the limp wrist, <laughs> yeah, oh, please. Yeah, oh, please. Oh, child. If, well, anyone that's been following you me forever, like, I celebrate everything, but it's nice to see those that don't get enough visibility getting it now. So if you're going to in- embrace the woolly woofter, <laughs> can you grow a moustache like the guy from Rec? I'm not. Please. And the reason why. Yeah, and I, a, I have a, cravats. I actually a, have, like, okay. of course I do. I'm what's me. The, what's the material we're looking at? The, tweed. Um, t- no, he had, like, a. 
corduroy sort of like jacket. Satin. It was satin. Well, yeah. I please. will not, but Just one of the main it. reasons why is years ago I grew a moustache um, mm. for Movember. In fact, that year I won Melbourne's Man of Movember, which is how I got uh, my PlayStation and electric guitar. Ooh. And two your electric guitar. But does your electric. <laughs> it doesn't have a drill. For, it does. But I did. Um, I, what I wore, which. Ironically, it's going to throw into the theme of the second film we're talking about tonight. <laughs> um, mm. I just, I had a massive handlebar mustache, mm. and I just decided to wear. I wore. I'm, I'm going to go as a leather man. So this is the big mm-hmm. party at the end of November, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to wear a leather man. So I literally wore a chaps, chaps, a leather jock strap, leather gloves, a harness, leather vest. And boots, and waited on the corner of um, Flinders Street Station for my friends to oh come and meet god. me. And then we all um, they we all met up, and they were like, "Oh my god!" And they were all in like they were just dressed nicely with mm-hmm. mustaches. <laughs> One of my friends now, it's not a good cultural thing, but she went as a Mohican. Um, and yep, cultural problem. Mm-hmm. But what made it more awkward is that everyone then thought that we were the village people. <laughs> And we were like, no, but it got to the point that because I was walking around and I'm just in my leather gear, having a good time, um, drinking up a storm with my glasses and everything, mm-hmm. and I'll find a picture of it that we'll put in on the web, mm-hmm. web and everything, is that everyone then, when, when people are announcing like the best costumes, mm-hmm. someone just put up a thing saying leather dude. And, everyone, <laughs> and people started getting leather dude, leather dude. And it was me. And because I had my of ass course. out the whole time, it was like, whoa. Anyway, that's a fun story. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Very fun story. As tangents go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so – and it was it was cold. It was – well, November, but still it was cold. Mm. Um, anyway, anyway, we are diving into queer horror. And this was a hard one for us because we were like, we could do multiple episodes. We could do mm. this here and then. So, But we didn't. Uh, we're, we're only doing one because queer horror films can still fit within the many other mm-hmm. horror films we're going to be true. exploring. Yep. Um, and we've got, once again, three really different picks yeah. that we've all yep. picked. Yeah. And all really good. Ooh, yeah. I would say. Yeah. In their yeah. own way. Yeah, so yeah. we are going to dive right in to the very first film that we're looking at. And one of the reasons I'm really excited about this one is because this is one that we actually watched together yeah. um, the last, f- last year this year. We, this was – it's another lockdown Melbourne story. It was last year. It was, it was last, last year. year. But this is yeah. the first um, movie we, for the whole podcast. That yeah, show this is what together. got us inspired yeah. watching yeah. this together. And it was um, – it's called Bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we actually watched this because it was last year – a part of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And this intrigued us all. And this is, like you said, this is our kind of watching this film as the origin story of this podcast. Yeah. But, for, which is a nice everything, yeah. full circle. <laughs> but what's kind of awesome about this is that this was, um, this is a really great film, but it was a part of the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Once again, another lockdown story. We'd all been in lockdown mm-hmm. and in that lockdown, mm-hmm. Em, I remember, you know, we didn't like doing Zooms and things. It yeah. wasn't a good mm-hmm. way to interact or do everything. Mm-hmm. We really needed to sit in a room together and watch mm-hmm. this horror film, and we yep. did. Yeah. And, yeah, it was great. And, like, yay for that, and yay for Melbourne Queer Film Festival for putting it on so that we could all watch it yeah. and have an awesome time. Yeah. And now we get to dive into it. Yeah. Yes. So, so what's our, uh, The synopsis. Yeah. A transgender teenage girl on summer vacation in Los Angeles fights to survive after she falls in with four queer feminist vampires who try to rid the city streets of predatory men. Now, why that is a, while that is a brilliant description, I think one of the things that I love about this film that kills me about that description is that there are hints that the main character is trans, mm-hmm. But they never say it. They never direct yeah. to it. Yep. You could actually think that she's just any other girl that's mm. had a really hard time in her mm-hmm. in her youth. I was about to say it's it's almost a little bit frustrating that they actually sort of did, made yeah. a point of, yep. saying, of saying it because. 
turns it into a novelty. Yeah. And, it, and it's a really powerful – and what, what I love about this film and love about the way in which it's done is mm. the fact that it really does play with um, horror and gender roles yeah. in a really brilliant way. And that's why I think something that's really interesting about that is I didn't realise – when we watched it the first time, I didn't realise that the lead character was trans yeah. until afterwards and we were like, wow. Yeah. And I forgot about that again this time yeah. watching it because it's – it play it, while it teases within the story. Mm. It's not important to it, which is mm, the no. other reason why I love it yes. as representation because it's just there. Yep. It's not there. It's not said in a stressful way. It's not said in an overworked way. The the script of this film is fantastic. The way they lead into things is brilliant, mm. and I think they play with the genre really well. And I think I'll just say I think that's a really important part of um, queer horror or any kind of. Um, queer genre is whilst there is a place for um, queer films which are explicitly and deliberately about queerness and queer characters and more often than not their struggle, which is sort of frustrating to see the the idea of trauma constantly linked with that marginalised identity. It's also – I love films and TV shows and just generally representation where queerness is just there – it's just there yeah. because hello, it is. It's just and this, there. And this it's film just does a part it of life. brilliantly. And this film does that in in family and friendships yeah. and and life. The way yeah. I look at it too is that it's it's more like I feel like that Brad Elmore, who wrote the mm. this movie and the directed it, that it could have been. She just turned up on the day and was the best actress for the role. It yeah. didn't matter Agreed. that she was transgender, and yeah. she just turned up, and then he went even better. You know, yeah. like it just it fits. She fits so perfectly in the role. I don't. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh, yeah. You know what her backstory was. She's just the best actor. Kind of makes me think of Ripley. Right. Mm. You know. Yeah. Written, written to be a male character, yeah. and and Sigourney Weaver was just perfect. Knocked it out of the just park. Great yeah. In the role. Exactly. So then and she is really good as as yes. this lead character that's introducing us to all of this and this oh, journey and these yep. travels. She's. Excellent yes. in, in her acting. And yes. I think one of the brilliant things about this film as well is is that with a vampire film, you there are certain tropes you have to have. Mm. There are certain tones and tropes that vampire films just bring. And if you don't lean into them, and it's almost campiness, mm. um, it's become that now, but if you don't lean into it, then you have a harder struggle on your hands. What's amazing about this film is it leans directly into it, but – not in a way it, it, it's it's just it's mas- masterfully crafted. It's more it's subtle. It's so subtle, but what's great about mm. it is they don't go overboard in any way, shape, or form in explanation. Mm. Yeah. So that when the revealing moments occur, it's blatant, it's obvious, yep. we mm. understand it, but we're going on the same journey as the characters from it, finding it's it out. It's just like, mm. hey man. They're fucking vampires. Yeah, That's so, it. so you need to know. Don't worry about anything We're else. basically introduced to the start to the, the the rules that this this chick vampire and they, they use the vampire law really well. No boys. Yep. Mm. That's that's rule number one. No boys are allowed. No um, glamouring another vampire. Mm-hmm. And um, no, uh, you you kill what you eat. Well, and and the no yeah. boys. It's it's they don't turn men. Yeah. It's not just yeah, no boys. We, we don't men. turn men we find because out they why say because of the um, the guy who turned the Duke the main. Yes. Well, we come back, yes, and yes, that's yes. what I love. I, I was about to say. say I want to stop you right now. Don't even start talking about it because it, it's going to only because when it pops up, mm. it's important to the yeah. story then, but it's yep. not important to the story earlier. No, and I but I kind of like the the whole setting up of the rules because the other thing, and I really enjoy. The, the intersectionality of this movie is it's so a queer good. movie, but it's also a feminist movie. Yeah. And it's a fun feminist romp because there is, you know, I think 
I think for a lot of women, a lot of women, I can't speak for all women, but I think I know many women who deep down have this just burning anger and frustration at the patriarchy and would yeah. love to play out yeah. just a fantasy one day where if you had like supernatural powers and you were a vampire and you could go around and fucking kill all the men that do horrible things and they also have this rule, but therefore you never change, you don't turn men because as she says, um, I because think she men, says men have enough bad. power already, and men and like men inherently more, always turn it's bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of the premise from the beginning. I feel like it's like and a you can't re- argue with that. Like, no, you it can't. makes sense. And no. what's what's great, and what we discover along the way is is that these are uh, women, f- female vampires that are killing bad men. Yes, and but yeah. what when we say bad men, it's not oh you stole money from someone. Yeah. Guys that are assholes. Guys mm. that say they're a feminist and then rape a woman. Yeah. Um, and 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 this this narrative comes through. Do you remember what you did to that girl? Like it. Mm-hmm. it, yeah. it and what I like about that is, yeah, you the fact that you are a man that can say one thing and then sexually violate mm. a woman. And even though we don't see that occurring, mm. it's it's a and and it's important. It's important to constantly see that because it mm. does happen too much. And in fact, it's really great that we don't see it because yeah. too often, too often in films. There's this really sloppy, um, sloppy, lazy writing where, yeah. in order to convey a narrative about these kinds of violences that are perpetrated against women, um, too often we see women being turned into victims in the film, and we yeah. have to see some kind of tragic and traumatic scene where yeah, a it's woman not, it's is not a victimized. Rape movie. But you yeah. also then and don't feel like, bad for the men, and yeah. that's the other and reason it's like why we I don't like need it. to see it. We don't yeah. need yeah. to see what we see we is empowered it. women we know and it. men who have done and bad things. The, the rape revenge film is. A lot of it is she had to, this had to happen to her for her to be a strong person mm. a lot of the and time. It's yeah. to show her how tough she is now. Mm. That and that's not Whereas what this is. Whereas this is just is. like, no. no, fuck these dudes. Yeah. Let's yeah. kill these bastards. And it's like, yeah. yeah, man, rock on. We know what yeah. you did. <laughs> and so you don't feel bad when they're no, killing them. because you don't feel bad for anybody. Because that, and, that's, and that's <laughs> – but weaving that in makes mm. this so much better. Yeah. Mm. So it makes it such a stronger film. It makes them yeah. – uh, the power that they have and the way in which they wield it yeah. really important mm-hmm. and really strong narrative. It means you can go along on the journey with them yeah. and not feel guilty about what they're doing and you can kind of just be having fun with yeah. them. Yeah. And Duke, the, the main girl, the, the main – the leader of the, the pack of yeah. vampires, mm. I have never seen an actress where I have been more – more She's attracted great. to, but also frightened of. Yeah. In a role. <laughs> yeah. She is she is gorgeous mm. and she is one of the most intimidating people I've seen on screen. She's very mm. she's she, she does a very a strong job of Holy it, doesn't crap, it? Yeah, she handles good. it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is what's great, where she's kind of leading these girls, the other ones are um, you know, and, and we've got it. And what the other good thing about this, we've got a really diverse cast. Yes. You know, like it's not, they're not all white, they're not mm. all blonde, they're not all busty. Mm-hmm. There's a diverse, like this, this. It's is, not a, ham- it's not a hammer work, vampire film. The work has been done to yeah. really, really hit the nail on the head perfectly yeah. on so many levels with this. And now, what's the name of our lead character? What's the character's Laurel? name? Laurel? I, I think. can't remember. I need to Laurel, start taking yeah. notes. So Laurel, Laurel and Nicole Maines, who went on to play Dreamer in um, Supergirl. Yes, yes, yes. So Laurel is um, – she's finished – graduated. Mm. Her friend is like, you're going to forget me when you leave town. And she mm. goes, no, it's fine. She drives across country to LA with her brother and then they go out for a night and, and she kind of gets noticed. It's the first mm. night she's there. It's the first night yeah. she's there yeah. and she gets noticed by – um, one of the girls from the vampire clique, mm. and then they're just talking and having these great uh, connections and talks, and she doesn't want to do anything. And then she's about to go home, and she gets uh, and and she bites her, mm. and the vampire girl bites her, and Duke stops her and goes, "Hang on, 
let's um, and she's like, are you sure you want to turn her? And she goes, well, let's see if you survive and pushes her off a building. Mm-hmm. And then she comes home and everything's everything's different now. Yeah. And she's she's not quite figured out what's going on. She doesn't know what happened to her. She just knows she's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when we dive into the fact that they have turned her. And and a really important theme in her relationships as well as her, she's living with her brother. That's really, you know, they have a good relationship. Mm. Her, she has a great relationship with her father and her mother as well. Like mm. they, they are a part of a family that yeah. let everyone be yeah. and yeah. and that's really awesome. Yeah. And basically when they go, okay, well, now you have an option. Do you want to take an antidote or do you want to become a vampire? And she decides to become a vampire. You know what I like too, though, is that when you talk about um, the transgender part of it, is that it wasn't she left home because her family were no. like, get the fuck out. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know, they're supportive, go live with your brother. Go hang yeah. out, you know, sow your wild oats before but, you go back to uni. Even the way in which it's it's talked about, like, and, and even the way it's talked about within the film, like, it's really not. When when her and her brother have an argument, he's like, mm. do you know, everything that you went through and you went okay and I, it's never spoken about. The mother's like, are you okay? I just want to make sure. It's genuine concern that has yeah. nothing and they never, and it's so important that they never say it, that mm. it's so important for me as a viewer yeah. and it's like, I, it's going to be important for anyone watching it. I yeah. think mm. it's really great yeah. because you you don't need to know for it yeah. and it doesn't change anything about the film. Yep. Yeah. And even the fact that they do have an argument and there's clearly some pain there for him and, and – It's what, about what childhood all, trauma. Well, yeah. It's it's not about like – it's not that really stigmatising like, oh, because yeah. because you well, – I had a brother and, and, and now it, I but don't. Here's so exactly. Yeah, and that, here's the yeah. thing. Like any of that, a sentence could have come in. Mm. Yep. And it, it would have changed everything. Mm. And and that's the interesting thing as well, where when there's a and, and playing with that double edged sword when we're not turning boys and and it really plays with that narrative for a viewer that may have issues or not a proper understanding mm-hmm. of what it means to be transgender or mm. to be gender diverse mm. or to not associate within the binary of gender mm. and what that actually means for what I love about it is by not saying it it forces it inward within the viewer mm. so that so that instead of having those narratives play out on the screen they play out in your head yeah. and i think that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah. um, i love yeah. it so so much and uh, essentially yes so Will you, won't you become a vampire? Yep, yep, mm-hmm. cool, I will. Mm-hmm. And they drag out a guy from the boot of a car and the brother's really concerned about her but she's like, I'm fine, I'm going to be mm-hmm. good. And they drag out a guy out of the boot of the car and, and it turns out that this is a guy who talks badly about women online, um, who tr- calls women sluts, I think it was. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember. Like, oh, no, he he tells women they deserve to be raped, I think it was, and he thinks that there are vampire women killing men. That's right. And that's the yes, big, that's right. what? And you're going to now kill him. And she's like, oh, I, I, and suddenly when push comes to shove, mm. and I mean they've, they've given her this option on a platter, and when push comes to shove it's like, okay, this is, this is mm-hmm. a bad guy, what are you going to do? She can't do it. Mm. And she walks away. Meanwhile they're like, okay, we're, we're going to kill this guy. And then it turns out they're in a trap. Yeah. And this is what I love about this. They're in a trap and vampire hunters. There's been mm. no re- reason or necessity to bring up vampire hunters before mm-hmm. or even a team of them. Mm. And they're just introduced. We don't need a backstory. They're here and they attack the girls that are left. Although we do get – they are not so much a backstory, but it, it does kind of link into – because the guy in the boot of the car – 
we're led to believe he's kind of an online troll and he harasses women and he's also a bit of a conspiracy theorist, theorist because he yeah. thinks that there are – turns out he's, he's right. He's completely <laughs> he right. He thinks that there are um, female vampires and so my my reading is the trap is more of his – Absolutely. His, his brethren. And then it twists again because as they're killing them all mm. – it twists again where one of the vampire guys kills the other remaining guys that are there mm. and goes, where is he? To the vampire. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yep. And then there's – and this is what I love about this. It's a storyline. Mm-hmm. It's like, where is he? Where mm-hmm. is he? Just like, I'm never going to say. So there's it's flipped again to mm-hmm. a whole other level of mm-hmm. narrative that something's going on. Yep. And that's when Laurel, Laurel? – Laurel? Yes. I yeah. don't know why I can't – yeah, Laurel comes back. Yeah. Um, and they kill the guy, and yep. then everyone's okay, and it's like, okay, Laurel's – like she's done it in de- – she can kill in defence, yep. mm-hmm. but she's not going to kill willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now she's like, okay, I've turned, and mm. now I need to figure out what that means, and mm-hmm. she doesn't want to eat anyone. Um, but also then we open up into the uh, – I've just been yammering on to you guys. What to say no, no, no. You're, you're like, I love you're it so much. You're doing a good job of just like – I love it so much. So t- Taking the listeners through the narrative. And now she's, she's, she's a vampire. And mm. she doesn't know what to do. It's also, re- I think, it's really important that that moment that she did do it. She wasn't going to drink. Mm-hmm. She wasn't going to drink. And it's when the, you know, he's threatening her and everything like mm-hmm. that. And it's to save someone. So that says very much something about her mm-hmm. as a character and what it means for her to do this really bad thing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. needs to be in self defense. And then yeah. um, we are. She's struggling with what it means to bite yeah. someone. Yeah. And is that the point that we learn about the past? I yeah, it is. When we she yeah. almost she almost bites. Um, a girl mm. who just freaks out and everything. So she's trying to stop herself. And this is part of the whole mm. narrative of you need to feed because if you don't, mm. something bad will happen. Yeah. You, become, and you become more evil if you don't yeah. feed. Well, it's not the even just evil. Ta- like the, the hunger, hunger, the hunger will yeah, take yeah, over yeah. you. And that's when we find out that's the point. So during the course of the film, we've mm. seen uh, she's been having dreams about someone stuck in a, in a room yes. in the in the, the floor of the – Oh, yeah, that's right. She's are. been having the yeah, yeah. She's yeah, having like visions, visions of something to do yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. Um, and also, um, so she's having those visions. Mm. And we know that okay, in their little lair, yeah. there's there's yeah. someone trapped in yes. the bottom. And from yeah. what we can figure out, at the very beginning of the film, one of the vampires tried to turn a boy. That boy gets killed, and they're like, "You need to be punished." Yeah. So yes, so that's right. like the assumption we are given is that that is her. We think it's her, yeah. And um, but then we get that's when we get given the backstory. Mm. I yes. think. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, mean, I think that's like, I'm going to be honest, I, I, me forgetting at what moment is because I just love this film so much. Like I, there's so many levels to it and it's so good and mm. I can't believe you guys have let me talk this long. No, no, keep going. no, no. Keep you've sort of become a, a, a <laughs> narrative, like you're, you're the synopsis story, guy. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. you kind of, And, and yeah. basically then we get- It would be too long get, for an IMDb synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we get the <laughs> most brilliant backstory to mm. how all of this happened and this is what I mean when it plays with the lore and plays mm. with the tone perfectly. So you want to come into another layer. The, the next layer becomes how, how Duke became a vampire. Yeah. And it's the yeah. 70s and she's homeless yeah. and she doesn't know what to do and she's at a club and she realises that she likes women. Yeah. She realises that she's a lesbian mm. and the power that comes with that and all of these feelings. that And that monologue is brilliant. Like mm-hmm. I understand what that means and I just think it's really mm-hmm. wonderfully done where that moment that she realises this is who I am mm. and no one can take this away from me. Mm. And mm. then at that exact same moment she meets a vampire that yeah. glamours her yeah 
glamours her and um, turns her mm. and he basically becomes one of her girls. And it's mm. the 70s. So what's also great about this is it's literally him dancing and he looks – what I love is they haven't gone with a sexy male vampire mm. or anything. He, They've gone with a person that th- the level of it, – it sits there as a predator. It sits there like a dirty old man. Mm. It sits there in that visual and narrative mm. really well. So he has wives and he has like mm. four vampire four, – three – Three vampire women, yeah, and and they're like, and and the way they show that glamouring is, and doesn't he keep them glamoured? He keeps for them like glamoured for so years. The way he shows that is through seventies dancing, yes, yeah, and that's what's Rasputin great. Is like, by M. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bony M. and and the girls are dancing and mm. and, and with their with their big seventies hair and stuff like that. And it's a brilliant way to do mm. it, especially when it turns at this beautiful moment of her realizing that she likes women and she kisses a girl yeah. for the first time, yeah. and what that means for a man to take that away, yeah. and what that means for a man and, and it doesn't just speak on a sexuality level but what that also says about what men do to women mm. in so many different layers and levels well and it speaks back to what uh what they reference at the very beginning of the film in, is that we don't turn men because when they get power they do bad things with it yeah and then we see it's sort but of what i love about the way in which it's shown as well is it's not about once men get power it's just this is how shit men are yeah. yeah. And, and and that once again yeah. unspokenly speaks to the patriarchy and the way that we as a society yeah. um men have all these extra advantages that women don't yeah. get. Yeah, yeah. And and it's real it's masterfully done. Mm-hmm. And um I now I can't remember at what moment the glamouring wore off. Yeah, I don't remember either. Something's I going just, on and I think I think someone I, shoots him or something or yeah. someone attacks him and the glamouring wears off and and the one of the women mm. attack him and they basically destroy his body but they couldn't destroy his heart. Yeah. yeah. So they keep his heart locked yeah. away and keep sampling a little bit, uh, yes. tasting a bit of his Been power. Feeding yeah. off it to and, get his power. And feeding yeah. off it to get his power because he has all of these yeah. extra vampire things that they don't have. Yeah. Um, but, and then you understand why no glamouring because she yeah. lived through that yeah. and what that means to take that away from someone yes. is truly awful. But. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, we're not at the – we're not at the butt yet. Are we? No. Okay. <laughs> because then Laurel goes home. She can't get rid of this hunger. Oh, her and I her brother we have an, her and her brother have an argument. Yep. And this is why I, I we didn't even like last last episode we didn't go into this much detail about the film, but this <laughs> yeah. is how brilliant this is. You're going into is. so much detail but because it's brilliant. Like it's, it's, no, it's just, very good. It's so amazing. And um, Laurel's hunger is so bad that she bites her brother and then freaks out mm. and takes him back to the lair and begs them to give him the antidote. And that's when it's like there is no antidote. Like we were going to kill you. Mm. That's yeah. that's yes, the so antidote. Death. Yeah. yeah, the antidote yeah. is death. We were going to kill you. And she's like, "We'll turn him." And they're like, "No." Yeah. And then she goes over the grate where she knows there's someone down there, mm-hmm. and tells her brother to run and slits her throat because they say, "Kill your brother, or we'll um it'll be bad." Slits her throat so blood goes down there, and out bursts the first vampire at the start of the film, who we find out was the very first vampire that the the dude turned. Mm-hmm. And she um I can't like then then she just goes. So she's stopping them all and everything. Big fight scene. And then there's yeah. a big fight scene. And then out of that she releases the heart mm-hmm. and the original vampire that glamoured her. Yep. I don't even know what his character's Vlad. name is. Vlad. Vlad. Vlad very appears. Name. Vlad appears mm. and um and it's all going horribly wrong. Like the other girls, she he takes down the other girls mm. and then he's got her and he glamours her. And and when you see this, you're just like, oh, my mm. God, like he's taking mm. away yeah. her will. Yeah. yeah. 
and um and he has this monologue about how oh for God's sake like all this uh, all this mm-hmm. stuff that you would do and then he announces to everyone but I can smell it in the air mm-hmm. she's been glamouring all of you mm-hmm. and that's why the dreams happened and the connection yeah. is the fact that they're all glamoured yeah. to do and she is what she said and they make her tell him like is this true and yeah. she admits it would just make would have made it all easier so there's something to be said about that as well. He rips out Duke's heart mm. and um, is going to destroy it. Mm. What Laurel's brother's gotten away and Laurel comes back and he's like, hey, what, what the hell? And she's like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And Laurel just lights a lighter and blows gasoline in his in his face so that he starts to burn. And what I love about this is there's no plan, there's no unspokenness, they mm. just agree he is shit and terrible yep. mm-hmm. and treated <laughs> her like shit. Mm-hmm. And even though she was really bad to us, mm. we still need to take him down and they all take him down. Yeah. And then she traps his heart again. Yep. Yeah. And then she takes Duke's heart and throws it in the hole. Duke goes after it and it's like she needs some time to learn. <laughs> and then time out. Ti- she yeah. needs a timeout. <laughs> and then time they tur- she turns her brother. Mm. And then, because this is oh, so this is the thing of it where she goes, Duke, will you turn my brother? And she goes, No. And it's like, Well, you need a timeout. And down she goes in the hole. And her brother obviously <laughs> gets turned. And then there's this beautiful conversation at the end about, Well, what does this mean? Because he's like, I don't know. What if I do turn bad? Mm. And, and what I love is like, I know who you are. I know that's not mm. what you're going to do. And we're here for each other. And they talk about, wouldn't it be easier if just everyone was a vampire so then we wouldn't have to be different? And this is a great mm. conversation. What if everyone was gay? What if everyone mm. – like it, it, it's a broader it, – it's one of the harder swills to follow, follow mm. at the end, but mm. it really is wrapping that all up in that deeper connection and tone. And, and but, I, but I think it's also it's, – it's, it's not just a, a metaphor for like, oh, what if, what if we were all just gay and it would, yeah. life would be easier? But it's for everything. It's almost like uh, – you know, they're looking at the idea of becoming a vampire as this commonality that imagine if we could all share that. And it's, and it's like a metaphor about sharing for like that power. we we do all have common ground. Like we, there is a commonality. There is a, you know, like yeah. I'm not saying that the, the, the lived experience is the same for all people, but it's kind of pointing to the fact that it could – Kind of like what they what they do in the world of Shit's Creek. It could just be as easy as yeah. we all have. We are equality all is about sharing the wealth. We just yeah yeah. And essentially, then credits start to roll, and then we see everyone sampling the power together, sharing in yep. the power, sharing in the power. Yeah, so not taking it away, which and is that's, a beautiful and, like, and it's so beautiful. It's, and, and it's so full circle. Yeah. and it's and in, in thinking about like it's just fantastic. Yeah. I love no, it. it is. And it, when you think about like all the um, intersectional like layers of meaning in this in this film, like we're we're looking at you know queer culture and feminist culture and um, and even just um, gender, like aside from queerness, like having this lovely this whole metaphor around power and the ability to take power away from others and to wield yeah. power over others, yeah. and then coming full circle, having um, the group make the decision to share power. Yeah. And, and that it was the group making the decision, not one person. Yeah. It's really wonderful. Yeah. And for me, a, a really massive important thing is seeing a queer film, especially seeing this as part of Melbourne Queer Film Festival, mm. seeing a queer film that isn't about trauma. Yeah. Like they all – I mean, one of the things I mean, that I – mean, there is sort oh, there, of – There, there like, is trauma there, but the trauma is actually equal trauma. The trauma isn't about yeah. the queerness. And it's great that the trauma is not – 
centric is not the center of the film. Like usually trauma is like you're introduced to it right at the beginning and it's the it's the defining feature of the character and it's all that they're about. Um and you know, if anything, in the end, the fact that they discovered she had been glamouring them all along, I actually like when I reflected on more and more because originally I was like, "Oh no, you're just as." Bad and that's my as point. It could have gone just it. that way, but this is the masterful. It could have just every element that is those usual tropes. Mm. They they didn't shy away from them in any way, shape, or yeah. form at all. Well, in fact, I feel like it humanized her exactly. because the reality is, it's like. But that's trauma, also why they didn't kill her. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Because trauma and abuse is. Cyclical. Yeah. So often when you experience something like that, you may find yourself lashing out in ways that are unhealthy or, um, you know, destructive in certain ways. And they, they humanised her. She yeah. was she it was, was so good. I saw it a lot too is that she when you first meet her, she's been abandoned and she's homeless mm. and everything and she meets this guy and that's how he gets people to like her. Mm. So at that point – She's fallen in with that, so she doesn't know any better as well. Yeah. So she's sort of that was her model for people to stick around with. Like, okay, this yeah. is how I get people to hang yeah, out with me, so I'm not. It's lonely important, and, and it's important to remember with that within that character, like she was alone, and the the moment that she didn't feel alone was when she realised she liked women. Yep. Mm. And mm. then, and that same moment on that same dance floor, when that moment happened, is when he took that away. Yeah. yeah. So what that means, yeah, it's well, really. And in terms of that, like you're saying, that that was her model, and it, that was so that was the only model she knew for how to, you know, find acceptance in the world. Again, this is why the ending is so beautiful because that group breaks the cycle. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it took. And the group chooses to break the cycle by mm. not killing her and then by all coming together and sharing in the power at the end. And then and the cycle's broken. It's great. And it's, it's just great. this beautiful It's really wonderful and yeah. strong. Yeah. And I just it love it. Yep, agree. I kind of, I really want to watch it again. Now. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I've really have to. Well, I could watch it again and again. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. I know. I, I just, I ran like a bullet train with that one. But no, yeah, no, no, no. I couldn't help it. It's and just Brad, so the amazing. Director, for people out there, follow him on Twitter and Instagram. He is a lovely guy. Where can I they follow him? him? He is. I'll find his name. But he's on Instagram and Twitter. He is. While sure he's doing that, let's pass the wine. <laughs> so he it's is a really uh, good drop. Brad Michael Elm one. Alrighty. So he he I talked to him a little bit about just movies and stuff, and we chatted about some of his movies and comics yeah. and things like that. And he's he is a lovely guy. He yeah, really nice. easy to talk to. So that's really good. Lovely. Well, shall we crack on? Yes. With the- because now we come to a completely different film. And the this one, so that one films. was, I must say, Bit was short, even though I talked the whole time. Bit was short. That was bit. my choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we, and also our origin story. We came to that yeah. one through. Yeah, and funnily the, enough, the it was just the two of you originally that were going to watch it, and you were having a conversation on Twitter about it. And I jumped into the conversation <laughs> and was like, can yeah, I Emma, come Emma and gave watch us, the lesbian vampire for, movie? For you Simpsons fans out there, it's when Homer wheels the uh, the wrong mum up to the window. And so we went down the window, and Emma went, can I come too? But what I love yeah, as well is it much. actually initiated with Shory. Like, MQF. If I'm all over the films, a whole you yeah. were the one that started this. I, I saw, yeah. I saw it was coming great. out because I'd, I'd started. A friend of mine has the Brad cis, on his cis podcast. White males, the one that started it all. It. In the and I saw watching. the movie and I went, "This movie sounds fucking amazing." Yeah. And I messaged Dean and said, 
do you want to see this film? Yep. And you tagged along. And I just know? kind of popped up third in the background. I was, I was gonna, like, Dean and I were hey. going to hang out. You third wheeled us. No, I'm kidding. No, never. <laughs> never. And that was, a a, that was also I'm the, the same thing about the conversation of this, where I was like talking to Shory Godin, wouldn't it be cool if we do this? And once again, Em was like, hey, I want to be a part of it. And it's golden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then that was because it Absolutely. also came from the, I was doing, we think we talked about it in the origin episodes, but I was doing the 61 days of horror. Yes. And you that's said, right. why don't we do a podcast? And it's like, yeah. why don't we do this in a podcast? And also ask the, after lockdown, it's like do the do the work earlier and just release later. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. on <laughs> anyway. to anyway. now this this film was my pick, yeah. um, which is a queer film. Of course, it is a gay film. It's cruising. Mm. Mm. It's the it's From the darkest, the darkest like, of the films. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it was um, very dark. And I had to. So I had never watched it before. I'd only ever heard about it. I obviously ah. had heard about it for the other reasons than anything to do with horror. But Shory confirmed for me that there is. It's a slasher, it's a, kind it's a, of. Yeah, it's kind a slasher. So it's a, yeah. was able it's more to a sit. Thriller, yeah. but it's, it's more horrific a too. But it was yeah. able to fit within enough yeah. for us to talk about it within a podcast. Yeah. Hey, if we let Picnic at Hanging Rock slide, then <laughs> yeah, we can watch freezing. Um, and. I don't want to start with this because I've already just done tons of talking. Well, let's do the There's IMDb. plenty that I can okay, say. Okay, well, so let's, let's start with the IMDb. Yeah. A police detective goes undercover in the underground SM gay subculture of New York City to catch a serial killer who is preying on gay men. Yeah. Which I guess if you're going underground in the gay culture, you don't need to say that they're going killing gay men because it's all sort of. Well, kind of implied, let, let's but, think you about know. it though. This is also the 1980 yeah, when yeah, this yeah. film yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this film was advertised as showing the real lives of gay men to the point that gay men protested against yep. it being shown in San Francisco. It also has a horror really? pedigree yeah. because it's it's directed by a like, right. because it was literally the true the true and they were like this is not what our lives are really like. Mm. And as a gay leather man, I can tell you yeah, <laughs> a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. I'm going to be really but honest. That was, I mean, free consent about it. He went into the clubs and he said, "Don't do anything different than what you normally do. Just don't get your dicks out because I can't show it on on the movie." And so yeah. what? And that's the thing as well. Like a a large portion of the extras were gay men from the Mineshaft, which refused to let them mm. film at the Mineshaft. So they actually filmed at another gay bar but made it mm. look like yeah. the Mineshaft. Yeah, okay. Um, which Mineshaft, they were able to film from the outside. Okay. Um, and that's – and I did let M because when M originally was about to start watching it, M did message me to check yes. it on a content warning. Yeah, yeah Yes, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it did uh, – look, because there's a scene – okay, so – Right at the start. Right at there's the start. a scene right at the start. So Al Pacino um, plays uh, Cop. I've yep. forgotten the character's name. Um, Frank, Do you know that was it? originally um, meant to be Richard Gere? Oh. Um, I think Richard Gere's too pretty. Freaking had reached out. I to think Richard so too. Well, I don't. I don't. I think he could have done it, but yeah. it would have been very different. But Al Pacino yes. wasn't the first choice. Al Pacino plays out. the cleverly named Steve Burns. Oh my god! Okay, the straightest name ever. So, <laughs> so, so Al Pacino. Oh no, that's right. It's it's not him. It's not him. It's not him. And okay, this is so what the we, irony that. There are so many characters that look like Al Pacino in this yes, film, which yes. I mean, those poor guys. <laughs> if it was, it he's was not New York in the eighties. There were all Italian guys walking yeah, around, yeah. man. It's not, and, it's not so a big mean, stretch to so get a guy. Looks another like part of this that was inspiration for it is the fact that a lot of the mafia businesses ran the gay bars. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the opening, I don't know if it's the opening scene. Yeah, 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 we yeah, don't scene. have this. Fucking photographic scene. memory you have of films in the order of the narrative, but only the, ones I really love. Near the very start of the film, um, there's a, a lot of summer party massacre too. Yeah, <sighs> <laughs> I take it back. There is a scene um, in in a BDSM b- uh, gay bar where two guys are, are clearly like cruising, and they they kind of notice each other, and they they decide to go home together. 
um, you you get this – they go to one of the guy's houses and you're kind of leading into clearly, you know, that they're, they're going to have sex. The guy's got on his um, – He ties him. He hog ties him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, I think that that's afterwards, right? Because yeah. they actually – there's a whole bit that's implied at the beginning where the guy's got – I keep going to say strap on. It's not – it's a, just a jock strap for fuck's sake. It's a jock strap. Not it's strap a on, they're jock strap. Not a, not uh, a strap on. on. There might of, have been a strap on. There's one on, on top of that laundry pile no. over there. He's got his jock strap on. He's opening up his box of toys um, and the other guy is kind of just still with his sunglasses, so foreboding and just standing there in the corner with his, with his sunglasses on and they're kind of eyeing each other off. Um, and then I think it's implied that, you know, they have sex and then afterwards – um, he's he's looking for something, and the guy's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm just looking for a cigarette." Yeah. He's like, "Don't worry." And he's like, "You know, you don't, do people usually try and steal stuff from you?" And he's like, "I don't have anything to take." And he's like, "Are you afraid of me?" And he's like, "No." It gets and he real says, creepy. "He says, yeah." It gets he says something like, quick. "You should, <laughs> you should be or something." And he gets a knife out, and then. And this is when you hit he pause ties him and texted up. me. No, well, this is when he ties him up. So the tying up is not during the sexy no, they, time. No, it's this not is, during the sexy he's time. He's fearful it's when afterwards. this is happening. Like well, he's got a knife. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. No, I mean he's got a knife and he's like turn around. Like no, is it the point when he said roll over and he's he's afraid and he's like no and he's like roll over and he's got a knife. That's when I paused and I was like, I'm frightened about me. where this yeah. is going to go. I think understandably, I was like, no, 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 is this going to get rapey? I was very like. Yeah, this is getting I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm, concerned. Yeah. yeah. And it turns out that, like, still what happened is awful. It just wasn't a trigger for and we me. And we had a conversation about he, it, but that's the part of yes. it as well where I hadn't thought of it. And and for me especially, like, not that that particular, mm. like, but seeing S&M and everything within a part of it is also a part which of it. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is but, fine. But I didn't even think of it until you messaged me and you actually. Mm. It has like, a rapey vibe. What are, what are, I'm going to, uh, let's let's go to I the think, message. And just Probably good that, for people to, yeah. From my perspective watching it, like, that was making me uncomfortable too. I said to you guys, this film made me uncomfortable and I think it's because of that sort of stuff where yeah. it was like, what, where is this guy? If it yeah. been, even if it had been a man or a woman. Or so I want to be clear. M had also is- just watched from our previous episode because we've done recording two episodes mm. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Had just watched um, <laughs> Slumber, Slumber Party, Party Massacre 2. Two. And literally the, the response you is- after Slumber Party? Yeah. You should have watched them the other way around. And so I just, I mean, for context, it's, oh my God, the chicken in the fridge just attacked her. <laughs> okay, her hallucinations are getting worse now. And I'm like, yup. And then it's, I get the feeling that cruising is going to be the tonal antithesis of what I just watched. And I said, yes. And then it's, do I need a content warning? And I said, nah. That it's no sexual violence. And I go, well, there's violence and there's sex. I wouldn't say the violence is sexualized. Yeah. Uh, and then I mentioned that, you know, the gay set bar scenes were filled with real people and not just actors. So it's very much a do what you would do thing for some of those. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was thinking of those scenes as opposed oh, to. Oh, no, no, no. And I'd forgotten. I And you were like, I oh, cool. I just want to clarify. And then I realized like an hour later, I was like, wait, the start of the film. <laughs> like, yeah. I was no, like, no. the it very beginning of the film, a guy is stabbed while tied up with He's like hogtied, so his on arms his and like and I he's he on his back. Raped. But also, well, they, they make out like he is. So the description in the visual and uh, in it think? is that he's raped and stabbed at the same time. But they and, just don't. Oh, do you think? They actually explain it. The police explain it that there was semen found. And no, I thought that's because yeah, they, they had, had sex. They actually, but they actually, and that possibly. 
possibly true. I thought there was a shot of thrusting, but I will tell you this. Okay. In that position, there is no way, unless the guy is amazingly flexible, that you can properly fuck them up the ass. So if someone's hogtied, it's real hard to get the way The way that he hogtied him on the bed, I want to be really specific here. It's it's taken a lot of work to try. I didn't read that as... And now that you've said it, it no. It is actually after the fact because the semen was already there. Yeah, because they had already had sex and I think he was... And then he stabbed the guy. And this is the opening to... Okay, so there's a killer. There's yeah, someone we're, out here we're who not is even ten killing, into the film. killing gay men. I mean, <laughs> no. it's it's kind of like a, it, as far as openings go, like, <laughs> lol. <laughs> okay, it's getting it's getting too late for my brain to be working properly. This is why I'm like, um, well, we, we're going to power through. We're going to yeah. power through. Um, as far as openings go, it's. No, I think we'll get, that's. A, and we'll get to that later in the I movie. I think that's too. a great opening to like a horror yeah. slash thriller. It's like right, we're right into it. Like this is Literally this is dark. This yeah. is scary. I was like, you know, feeling like it's uncomfortable. Okay, this is uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. This is, and it's it's not. It's dark. You, you really, really do dark feel film. like there okay, is no this is a this is a cruel and sadistic <laughs> person who <laughs> yeah who is targeting gay yeah. men and well and is, so and so that that's there and I, for me it's really interesting that this film's in the eighties so then we cut to mm. the cops and the cops yep. um, uh, Al Pacino well have we had the scene with the cop car. No, I think that I think that's first before we get yeah. introduced so, to Pacino. We've and got the and two this cops just has another element. Are, there are two cops in a car. Yeah. One at the start where I was like, "Oh my god, is this Al Pacino?" Before he shaves his mustache, no. it's a guy that looks again like Al Pacino, mm. but has a bit more weight. And they pick up two. Uh, well, Joe we assume that they're from Maniac. Joe yeah, well, we, we assume that ever. they're hookers, mm. um, but they could also be. But they don't really. Gay men in wigs yeah. and leather. Think, they might yeah. not be hookers, but there's a comment about you're on this corner again type yes. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we assume that they are. The cops say, come in the car, and then they both ha- um, have to pleasure the cops yeah. in the car. Now, I will just which you cut don't to. See. Well, sorry, which you don't see. You don't so see that. So in case that. anyone's worried so about the like, element, content warning, you don't see that. And we, and we see that cop again at the end of the film. Yes. But more importantly, and no one would, you may not have noticed this, he's also in the gay bar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, so there's okay. the, the, he is actually- I only actually, noticed it because I know the actor. He's actually ah, in the gay bar as well, and okay. there's a shot of him in the gay bar. So this is a, a right. person who's repressing their true reality. Yeah, so then okay. we cut to the cops and yeah. uh, at the police precinct, and the, the captain is like, brings in Al Pacino and yes. goes, um, have you, you ever had the- your, your cock sucked? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Have you like, ever had your um, cock sucked by, imagine by a Imagine if man. you got brought into your boss and was like, oh, uh, no. and he asked it so calmly. He's like, um, no. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like no. what are you offering? Funny you yeah, ask. It was really no. weird. And essentially Al Pacino looks like the two of the murders that we've yeah. seen, but we've also found yeah. out there are body parts in the river. And yeah. for no reason at all, this is all connected because I'm a policeman and I've got a hunch, which <laughs> was like, what the fuck? Oh, no, that's the opening. Yeah, the opening the is the, the body part in the river. river. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Al Pacino's basically gone, you're going to go undercover, you're only going to report to me, you um, need to get into this world and figure mm. out, find the killer. And I like how he's pretty much like, you've got to, you, again, Good. no puns intended, you've got to go deep into this world, like you've got to proper, well, properly, the re- and the reality, properly go native. The reality of this world, like, um, like the, we're talking 1980s, like, mm. Like we're talking, yeah. Uh, the opportunity kind of hesitates for like a, a minute. He's like, yeah, don't right. know I mean, if I could. And then he's like, yeah, right. I think that's just 
Okay. His acting. I honestly, like, <laughs> I think it was because he had Karen Allen at home because she's she's really attractive in this one. And you just yes. go, it took me a while to figure it. out I who that it. was. And I was Marian. like, oh, yeah. from Indiana. <laughs> I reckon he went, well, I got her at home. Ah, it's, it. well, um, yeah. And this is this is the thing. So they're essentially setting up the premise. He's going undercover. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reality of this, this is a reality of the gay world. Like this, yep. and especially the gay world at the time. The most unrealistic thing for me was the fact that the police would care this much about a killer when. Like mm. a year yep. later, um, HIV AIDS hit, mm. and people didn't care enough to do anything in mm. regard to that. So there's a, well, it's there's a thing in, with serial killers that comes up is that there are I can't remember what the term of it, but it's um, prostitutes, uh, gay men, black female prostitutes yeah. are all the people they go, eh, it gives a shit. Like literally at that time, yeah, yeah, serial killers and and serial killers. Um, because I'm because I'm a woman in my thirties, I watch a lot of true crime <laughs> docos. Um, they do target. Uh, I mean, not all serial killers, yeah. serial killers, but they a lot of them target. Um, groups of people who they think are easily forgotten. Yeah. And the reality of this is part of this is everyone was like, the, especially it's not just being gay, but the S&M lifestyle yes, yeah. of being mm. gay was, yeah. even though it's a very prevalent part of, mm. of the gay men world and very prevalent part of that time and mm. still is even to this day, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's still. It's a scene within a scene. It's exactly. Like, yeah, and it's, and, it's and for him to go down into it, like the reality then. of, yeah, he's walking into a club and there are guys fisting other guys and mm. blowjobs with other guys. And I'm like, that was real. Mm. Like that mm. was, it still is even, even yeah, to this yeah, day yeah. where that's, that's the S and M scene. And this was that scene at, at its height, yep. like seventies yeah. and early eighties, like Hearing before you, HIV yeah. hit, this is the scene at its height of sexual expression and liberation. Mm. The hanky code. I know the hanky code like crazy. Oh, so can we talk about that scene? Well, we're going to, yeah. So we're going to jump around now and let's just dive <laughs> yeah. in. But essentially to break it down, then there's a lot of gay stuff. Al Pacino's trying yeah. to figure out it's how to do it. And he's learning film. his way. It's such a sweaty, sweaty film. Yeah. Film. Okay. Good God. Like we can get to the story. Storyline in the last three minutes. Let's yeah. dive on in. But the, the <laughs> of, scene of where he walks into the, the the shop with Powers Booth behind the yep. counter, and he's like, mm. "What? What do the the hankies mean?" And he's like, "Well, this means this, and yeah. this means so that." Red yeah, means yeah. fisting. Green means, and, and if it's on the left, it means you want to be fisted. If uh, on the right, it means you want um, the fist in you. If it's mm-hmm. green, it means you want to sell your body. If it's right, it means you're looking to buy. If it's yellow, then it's golden showers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting they said golden showers and not water sports and yep. pissed on or not pissed. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he freaks out. I think out it's pretty much just, at this point where Al Pacino does the, ah. and I'm out, and just bolts out. And he's like, do you want to buy something? He's like, no, 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 I'm good, man. Yep. And he's yep. gone. But yep. then the next scene is Al Pacino wearing a yellow one in yeah. his left pocket, which means he wants to piss on someone mm. and I'm like and 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 a guy comes up to him in a harness yeah yeah and with with it around his neck yes around its neck means you can go either way ah, and okay. and th- this yep. guy was creepy and yes. um, the guy like yeah but I think uh, maybe there was a reality of using real people or maybe it was a reality mm. of also not over sexualizing yeah there is a look that that many yeah. gay men do and did that sit within it, but it doesn't mean every part of that's attractive and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. also could a part all, of the could reality. Could it also be that him wearing it that way so that he wants to piss on someone being it's, well, that's probably the lower end of the stuff and if I piss on someone, uh, nothing's happening to me. Well, that's right. That's yeah, what that's I was going to think. I think, thinking, it's, I think it's thinking, a way for him to try and His options power. were fisting, paying for sex or piss. He's going to go with piss. Yeah. And he's like going to go with gonna... pissing on. So the first thing he decides on. to do yeah. is that. And a, a, a guy comes up to him who's wearing it on his neck mm. and if it's on its neck it means you can go either way. Mm. A wealth of information. <laughs> and um, <laughs> You're reeling your wheel Learning out. with Dean. <laughs> Woohoo. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, so go either way, bang, bang, bing, bong. And then uh, the guy comes up to him, he's like, are you into piss? And he goes, oh, I'm not sure. And then the guy fully cracks at him because yeah, yeah. you're flagging. And yeah. this is the good thing about this showing is he's trying to figure out how to sit into this world and he's just not doing it properly. The, but but what's also interesting is everything that's happening around is they've literally hired gay men to just do what you would normally do in a club, but please put your penises away. Yeah, it was literally that yeah. freak and walked in and said, do not do anything different that you normally would, but mm. if you get your dicks out, I have to cut that part of the film. So yeah. rather yeah. And, and they're blowjobbing, there's yeah, fisting, yeah, yeah. there's fucking, there's rimming, yeah. there's all of it. Can I, can I just say, please. watching, and we can edit this out of the podcast if we decide it's... it's <laughs> Too much. I don't know. Um, but the scene the <laughs> scene where the guy is standing there bloody soaping up his fist, up, his up fist, to his yeah. fucking elbow, yep. I'm just like, crikey, like standing there. Yeah, like, yeah. I have to say, not because of the, the fisting, but I don't know if either of you are aware, but for women, vaginas do not like soap. And Was soap- he using soap? Sorry? I thought it was like Crisco. I know, I it's, it Crisco. Was like it's Crisco. It's Crisco. It's Crisco. It's Crisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. There's a, it's Crisco. Like a, um, it, sorry. That's the thing. The soap like, was confusing so me. No one should it, ever – believe me, me, anuses don't like soap Because I was about to say it looks like – This it is looks a like, Do not use soap for your fisting. Yeah. Or your vagina if you have one. So, like, yeah, it looked like Whatever soap hole. to me. And I swear to God I felt my vagina go – Oh, yeah. And, like, close up because that's that's fucking UTI territory. Oh, God, yeah. And any soap. Yeah, um No, I know what Crisco is. I thought it was soap. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was no, 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 soap. So it's for me, watching that scene, two stores down the road from my house, they sell Crisco. Crisco yeah. is sold. They like yeah. in sex shops no, I'm left and right with, for it. Yeah, it's Crisco. even as a, yeah. as a straight male, even I, my eyes started to water a little bit. Going, I, Jesus I Christ! I shuddered watching that, not because of the fist, but because I was like, "Oh God, he's jamming his foot into But Shori was no. asking off camera why everyone looks so dopey. No, I was asking. Oh, you were asking. So I, so I was asking, okay, so I was watching this and noticing that when the men were cruising and I feel like a bit of a dill, I don't know if this is going to seem like a stupid question because, surprise, surprise, I'm not a part of gay male culture. Um, Ding, ask me. <laughs> wait, wait, you're not? I know. Um, I noticed that when the men were cruising, the, the way they looked at each other was not – to my mind, seductive. They no. they had very aggressive and stony faces. For lack and of a better term, it was like a cockfight. Yeah. Well, or, or like they were a serial killer. Yeah. And I was watching this. I mean, going, I think part of that is intentional, but also, if I'm going to be really honest, cruising is not about being subtle. I I was cruising guys <laughs> what, since the age of twelve. But what was? But what is that look? The look is I want you. Is I want it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that's, why do they look? No, but that's and, – and the thing within a club, it's like it's – it's you need to take what you can get. Remember, no one was here looking for a relationship. Like part of that thing, everyone was looking for sex. They were looking for this. And and it's not – and I think we're so used to seeing that in a smiley, seductive mm. kind of way that it got pushed into another element of do you want it or not? Like even with the guy right. going, are you into this or not? And then gets annoyed. They're there for sex. They're there to, okay. ple- for, to please themselves. So it's there. almost but like also I don't have within, fucking time to beat yeah, around the bush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you and also not, within yeah. BDSM yeah. there is this whole – Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is this unique to – masculinity okay. about it. It's not something that I've ever prescribed to. Mm. Um, and there is a way that people think they're meant to act because they're okay. meant to all be that tough, whether they're top or bottom. It's meant to be yeah, all okay. strong and tough instead of just yeah. letting a person be however they want to be. And it's still something that a lot of people – 
people break down with barriers. A couple of years ago in the international um, Mr. Leather competition, mm. one of them, he did this amazing speech in high heel boots, knee-high boots, mm. in leather and everything, and that's a part of who he is. And everyone was screaming for it because breaking down that though mm. that that masculinity and all of it, it, it takes a lot because it was yeah. so ingrained. But that was that's a well, scene. I, yeah. I, to be very clear. When people try to approach me like that in this regard, I'm like, how about you fuck right off? <laughs> like, well, it's, but that is 90% of people think that's how they're meant to be. I was going to okay. say, because if you're in. And also, a lot of their learning about these things is through porn. Yeah, sure. Okay. So it's about taking. Sure, From sure. my perspective, okay. as a straight male, in, if I was in a nightclub and some dude walked up to me like that, it would be a. The fuck I'm are you looking at, you. mate? But like, in that scenario, it's not about what are you looking context, at. It's, it's, because also it's, remember, it was all about power plays. Like it, it's not mm. about sex. It was about sadomasochism. Who has the, who has the yeah. control? Who has the power? Who has this? Who has that? It's, it's almost a similar thing in that in the straight world, it's I'm going to fight you. Like it's well, still look the at how the, the get out of my face the or time that they, like, when he danced know. and that just was like punching the air and was mm. huffing on Amel on mm. a um and I do have some Amel in the fridge if any of us mm. would like to try it. I'm good, thanks. Um, but <laughs> huffing on Amel uh, and then dancing and I'm mm. like, Amel's never made me do that. <laughs> if anything, it just makes me sit down in a bean bag and be like, woo. Uh, but <laughs> it's, and so basically, we're getting these huge extremes of looking at how it's all in the gay world and what it's really like and. Um, mirroring with that, we see more killings, like uh, mm. the killer kills someone else while cruising in mm. a park and whistling a mm. song. Yeah. Uh, and we see and, – and basically Al Pacino is falling into the allure of the gay world, mm. which one of the things that frustrates me about this is because – is he bi? I don't know. Mm. And, and, yeah, he's and, Well, I don't know and I, and I don't think he knows. I think – yeah, I – yeah, it's I, interesting I, where we have such a celebration of um, – um, we were talking about bisexuality at the start. That's one of the things that shits me about this film where it's okay if you're bi, mm. you know, and that well, yeah. narrative does not exist here at all. Yeah. No. Except he it's might a, be bi. Yeah. No. And yeah. Except so the narrative that they put forward more is that him it's, falling into this world is about him trying to catch a killer and I found that really confusing. Yeah. And, it, and it's almost like uh, – if he finds that he is attracted to men, it's somehow a betrayal of his uh, attraction to women and he has to choose. He's, yeah. he's either – you've really, got to be straight or you've got to be gay. It was really and weird. And it's not – obviously that's not not the case. So he thinks he finds someone who yeah. is the killer by asking around about yes. – and the guy works at a steak knife place, which is the same kind of knife that the person used to kill, mm. even though they say it's a, with a serrated edge and the mm. knife was not serrated. Mm. Um, which drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, why say serrated when there was nothing serrated mm-hmm. about that? Because knife? a steak knife. I mean, as the vegan in the group, I still know that a steak knife is serrated. Yeah, yeah, but none of the knives no. that we saw anyone yeah, killed yeah, with yeah. were serrated. Um, so we've been seeing multiple deaths. We know what the killer looks like. But one mm. of the smart things about this film is you really can't tell when he's looking at other people. We just mm. know who it's not. So yeah. the scene yeah. where they bring the guy in in that room and the now the, this is what I want to get to. So, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. This is what I wanted to. So Al Pacino, like they do a sting where he thinks it's the person. He gets the guy to tie him up. Then the cops bust in mm. and then they get taken down to the station. And here we are. And yeah, so what? The, so the I, scene. I have, so it, I have the explanation. Yeah, me too. Yeah, thank I know you. It too. Yeah. Okay, because so I because I was just like, but I want Shory to describe it first. Let Shory describe it. So they're in the room and they're interrogating. They split them up. They no, they don't. They're, they're still they're in the room. And this African-American guy in a jock strap hat guy. and a cowboy yeah. hat, jock cowboy hat. And just goes fucking S- bang. Smacks him in the smacks face. Smacks him in the face. Yeah. And then leaves. And they're like, 
what the fuck? And then the actual story. The, this this is actually one of the real techniques that police happen. did. So because part of the deal that they would have is what they would have extremely and and later on, like that, the guys just sitting there in a jock shop reading a newspaper. And the reason why is because if if police, when they were especially with more marginalised people, when they were interrogating them, whether they were the right person or not, they would create scenarios that are so ri- ridiculous yeah. that a giant big black man came in and slapped me. That if they ever said it in any kind of context or in court, yeah. no one will believe it. And this is said, true. If, you said, if I said to you, oh, I confess to this murder, why'd you confess? Well, a giant black guy slapped me in the face. All he had on was jocks and a cowboy hat. You'd go, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? Or if wow. you tried to complain against the police and say, this is something that happened to me while under mm. uh, their care, mm. no one would believe you, no. even though it absolutely wow. happened. And, and that was an actual technique by the police. Far out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's legit. Oh, and, another- and what I love is they don't explain that, and the only way you know is to re- you go online and go, what the fuck was with the black guy in cruising? Really, so- I didn't even think to Google it because I got past that scene and then was just like, okay, and we're, mo- <laughs> and we're moving on. When we, when we get to like, the end, what I, the flip? I've got another true story about this movie and about another movie that Friedkin made. Should I just tell it now? Well, no, uh, why don't we just fire through to the end? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's yeah. just fire through because really it's a lot of sex and then after the slapping yeah. he's like sex, saying sex, to sex, the – and, and he's, he's pulling away Sweat. from his girlfriend and he says to yeah. the – to the captain, it's like, why did you let them do that? Like, da da da. And he, and this is meant to be his crossing the line of realizing mm. that police aren't good and do treat yeah. more marginalized people yeah. like shit. Yeah. But it makes him go deeper into it. Where also mm. the the prostitute at the start that we find about we, gives another cop one of the information where oh, and the guy was whistling a song, which makes him really sit down and look through some of the stuff. And he basically figures out who the killer is. Mm. Yep. And he realizes that he's a student at university that studies music and he somehow figures out that's the guy through his deep detective work. Mm. Like I love it. And go into the yeah, it's just you look like the guy. Go. Mm. And then he literally stalks him yeah. like crazy. Just the, the standing yeah. across from his window just staring yeah. at the guy. Staring. Not, not even him subtle, just like, like crazy yeah. to the point that he um, and this this is the same prostitute from the start who complained to the captain mm-hmm. about the cop and named him and the captain's like, I can't do anything about that. And and he basically Oh, um, is it? Yep. Yep. Okay. Which comes through again later. And uh, basically Al Pacino figures out who the murderer is yep. while he's away, breaks into his room, mm. sees all these letters that he's writing to his pa- father, yep. and then he realises that Al Pacino's onto him. Yes. Like, so it, it's the interesting thing is he looks out his window and sees that Al Pacino's watching him. He realises- Because he's not trying to hide. He he's just goes, fucking standing like, there. Yeah, not subtle. Like, not at all. But what, has anything been subtle about this film? Well, no. no. You're right. Uh, then he goes um, he to talk to his father, which is creepy and weird. And what, what we know about this guy is he shoot blanks. Um, his friends are like, oh, your dad's really mean to you. I'm so sorry. Mm. Then he meets his father. It says something to him. So he's just whack-a-mole. And mm. then um, it's it's meant to be this game of cat and mouth between him and Al Pacino where they both get leathered up, start cruising each other, mm. and then go to have sex. And Al Pacino basically like- They have a mini knife fight. That, well, well, yeah. He's like he drops his pants. He goes, come on, drop yours and everything. Yeah. And it re- becomes this power struggle thing where mm. Al Pacino has embraced it. And then they have a knife fight where he stabs him and then he- He's told he's arrested and he's going to be convicted. And he's like, I'm never going to say anything. Mm. And he's like, well, you, we know it's you. Mm. And there you go. And Al Pacino goes back to his life. Mm. Yeah. And then earlier on in another scene, Al Pacino um, breaks into the room of the house mm. to ask where his friend is. And the guy that's there is actually the prostitute. Mm. And 
this is the, you wouldn't have put this together. The guy's the prostitute who grabs a knife and he's like, get the fuck out of my house, get the right, fuck out of my right, house. Right. And and Al Pacino goes because he's looking for the other guy. Yes. And then even after all of this, after Al Pacino's gone back to his life, the we find the prostitute dead from a knife stabbing and the cop that used to suck his cock – Mm. Uh, or um, uh, the cop uh, is there for it and the police captain puts together, oh, my God, these are the guys that used to treat this person like shit and this person's been murdered and he just realises it's all about more injustice. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but actually uh, the whole time there was more – and then we see another guy walking back towards the gay bar and it's the fact that whoever said there was just one killer. Mm. Is what the director. But it also implies to do. at the end too that Al Pacino could be the killer. With that Al Pacino and glasses yeah, and hat Al Pacino could have been the killer. It's it's it's, it's a flip really, that didn't quite make sense, but it's also the, a very interesting thing where the police finally believes the word of the person because they're dead, and he's standing opposite the cop that has also been in the gay bars, and it just speaks to this cycle of violence that isn't going mm. to end. I missed yeah. some yeah. details. Can I tell you? No, no, no. You didn't miss some details. It wasn't it's clearly communicated. Clear. Yeah. And I had to actually right. go in and look and research the net. And these are a few interviews with. Because when I finished watching it. I'm going to pump my, back over to Shory now. And, and, and this was the, the last you, did one you I watched. you assume the killer had killed his housemate? I thought that Al Pacino had killed the housemate. And possibly, and I, yeah. And, and do you know what I thought? And maybe I, he did. Because this is the guy that Al Pacino had, de- had befriended. Right? <laughs> Makes you a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> this is what being gay does. You can, um, uh, because this is the guy that he had befriended, right? And they'd been hanging out and-, and No. Yes. It, it wasn't him. That's him. It wasn't him. It was his boyfriend. Yeah. It no, wasn't him. No, no, no. no, no. I was going to say- The, the guy that was killed was no, the guy it wasn't that he was guy. out with. He had different hair. No, he had the same hair. What do you think, Shori? It was the same guy? Yeah, it was the same guy. Okay, sorry. I take it all back. I take it all back. Um, I was going to say that the only gay people I've met who have killed me has been with kindness. They're all all lovely to me. Oh, sure. Give it time. (laughs) (laughs) Make us watch any more of those fucking movies. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, so. So I thought that, and and to be honest, because this was the last movie I watched, I finished it late last night and I was really tired and so I didn't have time to sort of. And it's a hard one to watch because it's just. So it's I just kind of slept on it and then yeah. was like, Haha, I'm going to wake up and watch Gremlins. <laughs> but basically, I thought that that Al Pacino had developed true romantic feelings for this guy because this was the guy he'd that befriended makes sense and been to hanging that out That totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that he Because their relationship is the most solid well, one in the whole movie. Yeah. And that he killed him as I love that an, I expression, thought it was the wrong guy. an expression of – uh, violence and anger about coming to terms Which with the fact that he could actually be true, and he could he have these feelings. I think, I have think these the feelings, ending, and so he killed the subject of his feelings. Yeah, the whole ending is very open ended. Yes, yeah. um, I was and very well, like, and from what, what I've read, what? it was that whoever said there was just one killer, I never said there was just one yeah. killer. Is like the director was like, uh-huh. this was never meant to be about so, just one person, and it also speaks to the violence against queer people. I have I have yeah. two stories about Freakin making this film. Yep. All right. The first one is this movie. You watch this movie and you think. How did some of this get past the censors? You know, we've got people getting fisted and stuff like that. I mean, you don't actually see No, the- but back then, we're talking 1980. Well, I mean, and this is why this film was protested. So, you know, what he did mm. was- like gay and straight people. He cut hardcore gay porn into the film. So, he made this yeah. print. He put hardcore, like, penetration, mm-hmm. everything, and goes, here's my movie. And they went, you need to cut that, all of that out. Okay. Oh, it's clever. The, it's the Hitchcock, we saw a boob in the psycho shower scene. Oh, okay, shakes the canister. Send that back, tell them I cut it. And they went, we didn't see it anymore. 
It's, he just fooled them. It's actually yeah. very clever. The other story is, so Friedkin made The Exorcist. We all know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't until just yep, now. Same director. So there we go. There is a scene in The Exorcist where they're taking blood from – she's getting medical tests done and she's mm. getting blood taken. Do you know this story? No. Uh, you, uh, you have kept telling me there's a story and yep. we've, I've been like, let's wait so till we do this. There's a, and this technician is talking to her very nicely and he's very kind and lovely to her. Mm. And Friedkin got talking to him. He was a gay man in the 80s chatting away and everything. And it turns oh, – no, you have told so me this story. So later on down the track – that guy was arrested for murder mm. where he – so cruising is oh, based on a true story. I think yeah. you've told me yeah. this story but yeah. I can't remember so how it ends. They, he gets arrested well. for murder in a similar way to mm-hmm. the way cruising people are murdered. Mm. And he he's drops a little line. That, you know, Cruising is based on a true story. There were mm-hmm. body parts mm-hmm. turning up. He drops a line and goes, oh, this isn't the first one I've killed. You know, those ones in the black yeah. plastic bag. Yeah, that's probably me too. And they could never stick it to him. So they put him in jail for life for the first murder. Mm. And they said, we've pretty much solved all those killings of gay men. It was this guy. And mm. what I think is good about this film is with that, the point of that ending is to be able to go, no, 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 there's not just one person yeah, killing yeah. gay men. Yeah. Mm. But he, was, he, he said, oh, yeah, I did that, but then never ever said any more about it. Yeah. So he, the, the killer, a guy who could be one of the killers of these men yeah. is in The Exorcist. And this mm. is where Friedkin went. Mm. This is an interesting story. I've met that guy. Friedkin went and spoke to him when he was in prison. Mm. He's like, I can make this movie. This Bloody is actually hell. really interesting. That is yeah. interesting. What? Why are we? Why? Why are our episodes tonight? <laughs> for those listening at home, we're recording realize, two episodes at once. And they're, the previous they're all one just today. tangent cities. Yeah. We just feel like we could be talking for hours. Tangent of the damned. I mean, look, it's just yeah, <laughs> tangent, tangent of the, of the damned. damned. That's what these ones are going to be. Should, we should get onto our third film. We've got our third really film. Should. We really should. Okay. The third film was my pick, which was Jennifer's Body. I did originally pick a different film, and I won't which even we're mention gonna it because to it we're going to come back to it for a That's different amazing. episode. Um, but I switched at the last minute to Jennifer's Body because I suddenly remembered it's one of my favourite fucking horror movies that exists. Um, and I'm like, I need more and wine. And Dean needs more wine. Um, so the third film is is Jennifer's Body. Um, uh, IMDb reader has got up from the table just – Rude eating chips. So waiting, <laughs> waiting for Shuri to tell us. And what- don't get me wrong. Like I want to be clear because we were talking about this beforehand. Mm. I'm not saying I don't think this is a great film because I do think it's a great film. Because I'm, it is. I'm just confused. I don't know why. It's great. And that, anyway. I'm going to back off. Okay. A newly possessed high school cheerleader turns into a succubus who specialises in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend put an end to the horror? This is also mm. the first film I've liked Megan Fox in ever. Well, it's it's the only film that I like Megan Fox in, um, and it's funny because, yeah, you talk about Megan Fox not being given the right role. People don't give her the. Here's the thing: I don't, it's not this a Megan was Fox. A great role yeah, for her. It's the issue isn't. I don't believe the issue is that Megan Fox. I don't believe the issue is Megan Fox. I believe the issue is mm-hmm. the way in which Megan Fox is directed by people. Yeah, they do not use her potential at all well. And yeah. after seeing this film, I was like. I want to go back and yell at every director. Yeah. And that's Well, that's, she's fantastic yeah. in this film. And this yeah. film has become a, a kind of a cult classic, right? Yeah, yeah Like yeah. It, it's got a bit of a cult following now. So so I'd never heard of it. You'd never heard I'd of Jennifer's Body? I'd never heard body. of it at all. Holy shit. And, but especially- Also the, a cracking soundtrack. Can I just say, cracking soundtrack and also with the cast. I don't understand yeah. why I'd never heard of it. I don't either. Yeah. Can I say- Amazing I, cast. I have one big problem with this movie. What? Is that her friend is named Needy. As yeah. in- I need Jennifer. Yeah. Like she's, it's just, it's not subtle. It just, it, it, 
Oh, I don't like it's, it. I don't think it's meant to I'm be sorry, subtle. Can I ask you a question? Like what was subtle about this? Yeah, no, it's true. What was that about? I just, I just, I find like that to me. That's just you. That seems like it was you a placeholder. You were stressed about something that was not subtle yeah, yeah. in a film. It seems like it was a placeholder <laughs> name in I, the script, and they I, went oh, I, No, I feel like it, it's just a part of it. Like yeah. with a great, there's was, a great introduction to the narrative, the story, all of it. <laughs> yeah, like it's really strong. No, no, no. No, okay. I, I, it made sense I, to me. I, I, like, I liked fine. it. I liked that her nickname. Well, rock and roll was, never um, dies. Uh, Nitty Liz. Uh, that was last episode, so you've got to let that go. Yes, let it go. Never. Um. So. I, I'm trying to think how this this opens. This this film centers around. Two it opens in the mental asylum. Yes, and so that's we, one of the reasons why I love it. We started. It we started. We begin at the end, right? So Amanda Seyfried, who yep. is one of my favorite she's actresses, so and she's gorgeous and wonderful. It opens with her in a mental asylum, and she's recounting to you basically. She's kind of going to start to tell you the story of how she got to where she is. Mm-hmm. Why is she here? She's a kicker, um, and she's a kicker. And she's great. Um, she's just fucking. Just she's fucking, great. I love this fucking film right from the start. Um, and those huge bunny rabbit slippers yep. um, in the mental asylum. One of the nurses tries to give her something. Toastums. She Advice. doesn't like toastums. Advice. About well, what she should eat. Yeah, and so she kicks, um, her. kicks her in the head. Across Very the Chuck room. Norris kind of. Um, and um And she's like, I'm a kicker. Anyway, so she starts to tell you the story of how she got to where she is. Um, and then we go back to when she was in high school in a small town called, called Devil's Kettle. Brilliant. Um, and she, because they've got a they've got a waterfall that's like a wormhole that things nowhere. go in it and they yeah. never know where they, they go. They don't know where it goes. Yeah, it's like their one claim to fame. They've got yeah. this crazy... Crazy is, wormhole which waterfall. I thing. paid way to, I kept thinking was gonna be way much more of an important story. I mean it did it was. it was important, but it wasn't as in that they, they didn't yeah. che- Chekhov's yeah. waterfall. Yeah. It was Chekhov's like, <laughs> it was Chekhov's waterhole. We don't mean the Star Trek guy. Yeah. Anyway. Um it, it, it was in a sense. Um and we're introduced to her and her relationship with her friend at high school, Jennifer. Okay. Her best friend. Jennifer's body. Her best friend. Her absolutely best friend ever. And and from a high school point of view, they're polar opposites. Yeah, yeah. they're absolute polar opposites. Jennifer's like, no, no so here's they would not. But here's my thing with that. That it, that makes perfect sense to me when people are like, you're not really friends. And it's like, no, no, no. When you think about friends that you've had since childhood. Well, and that's the thing. That's what that's what they they make it clear from the start that they've been friends since they were very, very young. Mm. So they're one of those – it's one of those friendships where As even the though – As a popular friend, I know what this is like for people. <laughs> you fucking brat. Um, they've, they've, so full of shit. They've yeah. kind of – they've grown <laughs> apart but they've stayed together. So Jennifer's clearly – she's like the quintessential popular girl. She's gorgeous. She's, you know – She's what I love about the way in which Megan Fox plays it, though, is it's she does it in a way that isn't like the quintessential popular girl mm. that takes any of it for granted. Like, this is my life. Mm. It, it's in the thing where the ones that I, I guess I'm used to seeing it more of a um, the one that's like, and this is what it is, and fuck you all, and da 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 da, and treats everyone like shit. Mm. And when she's like, the only person she doesn't treat, treat like shit is needy because she's mm. just bored with everything else around her. Although she. Ca- they, but she they, does. You're she right. kind of has an antagonistic relationship with Needy. Yeah. So yeah. her her nickname is Needy. Um, I, I only remember her last name, Les Nikki. I forget her first name. <laughs> and her mother was What's such a first, weird scene oh with God, her mother. Hilarious. What's her first name? Needy. Anita. No, Anita Les Nikki. And her nickname's Needy. Anita Les. Yeah. Anita yeah, Les. Come on. <laughs> it might be. Or maybe I just made that up because I wanted it to be. Did she, did she make that up? Wait. IMDb. Check it. Check it. Just says needy. needy. Oh, She's well, got a go. full name. <laughs> I think her mum's name is mum's name's listed in there. Uh, 
Fuck, no. Oh, oh well. fucking shit's sake. All right, I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out later. Anyway, um, she – okay, so she's clearly – and she's got a boyfriend. Nita's got this boyfriend who she's really into and he's kind of, kind of jealous of her friendship with Jennifer and he makes this joke about like, stop stealing my – Stop stealing my girlfriend. And she's like, you're just, and he's so you're just lingering well. jello. You're and just ju- jello. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I they, mean, it's clearly an adult writing this script. It's Diablo like, yeah. Cody. Yeah. They wrote they, um, Juno as well. But yeah, what I love as well is it's not to trying it. to have that narrative in any way, shape or form where it's an adult trying to write about kids. Like everyone understands the narrative that they're in. Mm. Yeah. I, I actually, I think the and script is brilliant. I, there are so many lines in this. I just it fucking cracks me up. Like when she turns up to pick up Needy, and she's like, "Smells like Chinese food in this house." Have you guys been having sex? Yeah. It's like, oh my god, yeah. this is just the, this is so. This is just the best. Um, and anyway, they go out to this club to see this new this band that's come to play at their local bar. Um, and and she's there, and and Jennifer's all like, you know, very in groupy mode. She wants to hook up with the lead singer of the band. She brings Played Needy by Adam with her. Brody, who yep. is always fucking. Awesome. Oh my god, yep. it's great. Yeah, um, Adam Brody. Every time he shows up, is a delight. Yes, yep. I love and Needy is clearly. There. And the narrative for him is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, on the queer episode, I'm just professing my love for Adam Brody. That's yeah. fine. And she's clearly there to I'll be you. with I'll Jennifer. fight you for him. Okay. Sorry, back really? up. No. Okay. Um, she's <laughs> sure he can have it. Okay. She's clearly there to be with Jennifer and there's there's a moment where Jennifer's like just like, you know, lusting over the lead singer and in awe and Needy's just looking at Jennifer yeah. and like grabs her hand and holds it. It's like, okay. Um, and then basically because I'm not – because I know we've been talking for so long already. I'm not going to go into great detail. There's a fire. Sorry, a fire I, I did that. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> An accident happens at the bar. There's a fire. Everyone has to rush out. It's chaos. People are like stepping on people. You can hear bones it's crunching. The fire, the, the fire burns like insane. And I, yeah, it goes I, nuts. But what caused it? Oh, it was just literally like there's a there's a curtain that's hanging low and okay. there's yeah okay. it's yeah. you do see it but it's it's just an accident and and um, the building burns down and the, the only people down. to escape are no no quite a few people escape oh okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I I didn't see it that but way but it's just in the, no 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 quite a few people escape but which it's is just, why I was like that band caused the fire in my mind <laughs> in, well. In, in amongst the chaos, Jennifer and Needy run out in one particular direction with the band members towards No, their, they go to the toilet. Oh, that's right. The no, band members no, don't no, go to the toilet. But they end up oh, they outside, outside the place, the, yeah. outside where the band members are with their van. Um, what is it, they, the, one of the girls calls it an 89 rapist. Yeah. Um, well, and, I mean, and this was a little bit hilarious. like, I was like, it's funny, but oh my God. Yeah, it's, you know, well, because part of the conversation we've had before movie. is the guys in the band are talking about how there's always someone in a town who's the virgin and they yes. think it's it's Jennifer. And, and before um, – Needy goes and gets her and is like, um, yeah, and she is a virgin and whatever. And yeah, because she her. hears Even them talking about Even though we know her. she's not a virgin. Like she's not a virgin. She said she's not a virgin. She's been having sex with Star-Lord. No, Jennifer's a virgin. Are you no. kidding me? No, I think that is – Jennifer's not a virgin. I think that's bullshit, her bragging about having sex. I think that's the whole point is Jennifer has this facade of being like – Can I just put a pin in this and remind him of this moment? Just can you take a note when we come back to it later? Okay. Oh, no, 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 she's because not. Because the premise doesn't no, make not. sense. Yeah. No, 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 she's a virgin. Uh, no, no, no. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm I just keeping this made, in the audio. I just thought it made sense for her One. character. It Absolutely. You are completely right. It made it sense for her It would make sense for her to make that up. No, 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 but you're right because she's not because that's why the ritual doesn't work. Yeah. Um. So I, the, I, was, I was keeping quiet. I was just going to let you guys go. Fuck you. So 
they get into the 89 rapist, even though yep. Needy's like, this is fucked, we shouldn't do this. And Needy doesn't. No, that's right. Needy's like, no, fuck yeah, this. No. I'm not I'm not going with them. And there's this great no, scene no where like um Adam Brody turns around and he's just kind of like just kind of <laughs> shrugs. And he gives it's perfect. He gives her this shrugging kind of smirk, like we both know what's going to happen, yeah. but oh your well, fr- she's your friends fucked. She's decided she, to come with us, and she's in shock after the fire and everything. And yeah. and he's like, and that's this part of the thing is like, we're going to fuck your friend. And yeah. and when the door so it's closes, kind of and literally, well, yeah. and that's what I love about this film. It 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 rides that line between really, well. really creepy and and funny mm. and and silly. Yeah. And so the when the door comedy. closes, yeah, like that's when you see Jennifer suddenly like. Oh, shit. And she tries to start backpedaling and going, if you're looking to rape someone, like, I, I wouldn't even know how to do it. I've never even done it. I don't even, like, and she's freaking out and they're just well, trying to Well, we don't see up. that yeah. yet. The conversation. Yet, though. So that's I'm not, I'm not giving a scene oh, by you know. scene. Okay, way. sorry. I'm going to shut up. I'm Keep not going. doing a Dean version. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I got I'm really, not, everyone, I got really carried away this episode. Back to Ed. I'm not giving a scene by scene. Um, <laughs> sorry. But I'm I'm giving I'm giving yep. broad strokes right. So she they they take her to this this spot in the woods, um, and we discover because they basically bit of exposition. They tell her that you know these these days, and I love this as a meta kind of commentary on on the music industry. It's really hard for an indie band to get out there, are there so these many. days. There's so many of us, and it's so true. And their sound is so like generic. generic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they have figured the only way to make it big is to make a sacrifice to the devil or some Satan. They need Satan. They, they it's their yeah. options are too limited, so the only way to do it, Satan's their only option. Yes, I mean so, all the best bands are, and they need to, yeah. and they need to yeah. sacrifice a virgin. And so they sacrifice her. They and we've they well established she's, not, she's and, not one. You know. Oh. Listeners can't see that. They stabby stabby her yeah. with the knife. In, in that um, silent break, do the stab noise. <laughs> doing the stabby hand gesture. Um and she and and then us. she kind of stumbles away and she's clearly kind of fucked up. Like she's there's blood everywhere. She's stumbling along. Um, well, she didn't die. They no, don't she know didn't they die. don't know she, this don't by know the way. This, no. They and in, in a really interesting taunting way, they they come up with lines to a song to dedicate to her before they yeah. kill her. <laughs> like there's yeah. no remorse. They're oh, shit. Oh no, no, they're, no. They're, there's they're no remorse, there's humans. no problem, they're shit human beings. They're shit humans. And and they stab her and then they leave. Yeah. And she's not dead. Yeah, and she's not okay. And we cut at this point we cut back to Needy at her place. She's freaking the fuck out and yep. she's called her her boyfriend and been like, there was a fire at the place and so cute. you know. Um <laughs> and um and she goes home. You can have him. Yeah. And her mum's not home and it's dark and creepy and she's creeping around the house like this was great. what's happening. And Jennifer turns up at the Bloody house all fucked up. Um, I want to point out in the actual context of the film, there's a whole time. Like we find this out in a, a different – we're not yeah, doing this in yeah. chronological order. Sorry. No, we are doing it in chronological order. We're not doing it in – Oh, we're doing it in chronological yeah, order, not the, or, not, not the order, order we see in the film. in the film, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, everyone. We, no, yeah. no, no, no. But also fine. these one, these three were really good and really different. Like it's been really yeah. – Yeah. And I don't want to – you know what? It's going to take a month of Sundays to go through the entire like fucking plot of this film – but it's really so good. I'm not going to go over everything, but I will say like the, the chicken scene, we've got two movies with chicken scenes now, <laughs> crazy yeah. chick, fridge chicken scenes. Um, Jennifer comes fridge into chickens. the house and she's clearly fucking out of, out it, of it. And Needy's like, the fuck is, 
are you okay? What happened? And she's kind of like, Ugh, like whatever. And she like opens the fridge and there's like a, like a Coles barbecue chook in there. And she's just kind of like squatting there like a gremlin. Um, and she's like, like gorgeous, all this barbecue chicken. And then just fucking. Rose black It's the most crap. amazing vom It's great. Ever. It's such it's a good It's so vom. incredible because it's like black projectiles. It's like tar. It's yes. venom. And then it comes up and it's spiking it's, on yeah, the ground yeah. and yeah, doing this venom. weird thing and needy. Yeah, and then she, she leaves and you cut to Needy just like hysterically crying, scrubbing <laughs> the black stuff on the floor. And basically because we don't have time to go through the entire plot. I apologise in advance. No, no. Yeah. Um, essentially as we, Dean, got uh, in his gotcha moment earlier, um, it turns out Jennifer is no, she's not a virgin and this is why the ritual didn't work and she didn't die. Um Although it did work in a sense, in that the band well, we found out later, but, but did become very popular. There's a side effect. There's a side effect. effect. They became very popular, but anyway, um, she survived because she was not a virgin. But instead, she becomes like a, a succubus. She's yeah. kind of like demonic, and she needs to feed on people. Um, Their blood at different points in time, um, as she puts it. At one point, um, <laughs> Needy says to her, like. Oh, you you look you don't look great. Are you feeling okay? And she's like, No, I feel like boo boo. And she, I think she says like, I feel like one of the normal girls. Yeah. Like because she feels like shit and she needs to feed again. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's uh, almost it's got a Heather's feel to it as well, yeah, which I love. It does absolutely. It's definitely. I feel like it definitely pays tribute to those like teen movies. Yeah, a like teen those, movie, but with the dark, the dark yes, humor yeah. and this the horror. Is, yeah, this is and. But it's but it's, it's the it's way sixteen it plays, year old girl horror. But the way it, yeah. But the way it plays to, into the teen movie, it's when we say a teen movie, it's not in a bad way. No, like no, it no, actually no, make, no. It that, makes it better. Yeah, that's what I'm not, it's I'm fantastic. Not, I'm not that. Like when we talked about the last episode with Gremlins two, this is you have a sixteen year old niece, daughter, cousin, whatever. Mm. Oh, you're getting into horror. Watch this. Yeah, mm, and mm. it's because it's it's smart. It's smart. Yeah. and it's yeah, it's. Cleverly and, written, and, and, the acting and is great. Also stuck behind it is the relationship between the two female yeah. leads. Well, yeah, and you know what? I I rewatched this. I've seen it a million times, but I rewatched this film um, last year with a bunch of straight people, and they had no idea that this film could be considered a queer film. They you know why as well? Because the moment, and you know why I think as well is because they're not thinking. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no. But they're not thinking about. Um, they're not thinking about the relationship between the two yeah, women. Yeah, they didn't and, get and the queer subtext. If, and I was like, if, yeah. Huh? And there's so much of it. Like, there's yeah, so yeah. much of it. And and very specifically, like, it's there in the in the when Needy has sex with her boyfriend. Mm. It's it's there in yeah. her like disinterest isn't the word, but disconnect to it. Yeah. It's also well. It's no, true no, no, though. After you're thinking about one. yeah, because we've recorded Apparently two episodes in one yeah. night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go back to yesterday's episode, everyone. That's all we'll say. And it's it's there all the way through. Yeah. In such a massive way, but if you're not thinking of it as that, mm. then you would think the moments where. Jennifer kisses her mm. instead of trying to bite her. Mm. Uh, you would think that that's actually just there for the dudes. I was about to say he, my take on this is that straight, well, not just straight people, but straight people that don't really think about sexuality beyond straight the straight yeah. lens view this as um, just just a, a 
a horror movie, a, a slash comedy with a fetishized lesbian scene. Which is, it's so not actually. No, let's let's refer back to the one person that might know about that. Sorry, because for the uh, straight perspective. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not, is no, it's it? Not like it's not at no, no, all. No. That's what I, I think, find interesting. That if but I think someone that's just how a lot of audiences read it, especially within horror, if they assume yeah. that yeah. it's there. But I was literally like, that's not what this scene is at all. Like, there's yeah. nothing. It doesn't read that way. Mm. And what I think is interesting about that is that all is about what the viewer closes themselves off to. Well, it's what the viewer brings with them to the but film. I yeah. also yeah. think too is that. But that's a false narrative. A, in scene, my yeah. a scene like that, and it's as much as it's not. Supposed to be a scene like that. It's not. Um, cu- what's that movie? Uh, Cruel Intentions. With yeah. Sarah Cruel Michelle Intentions. Gellar. Yeah. All right. Well, that overlap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah but it's yeah. not that. But in saying that, as a straight male, if I was 16, 17 years old when this yeah. came out, and someone said to me, "Hey, man, there's a movie where Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried make out," I'd be like, "Let's buy a ticket." Oh no, I totally oh, get that. It gets bombs in But then I would go, I'm not "Holy a, shit, this but, movie is fucking clever. I really like mm, this movie." But I'm also I didn't not expecting. I'm not expecting a 16 year old to maybe get that because no, they're no. looking for that horny moment. No. But it's maybe it's also because we're binging on so many horror films it, all at once. But it could but, be. You but might but get the way they get the seat from that. But the way it's all done and the relationship between the two and their relationship to sex, like it's it's there in such a strong way and and their connection, like it's it's the it's the way it's shot mm. it's there's so much to it it's the narrative of how even though jennifer's going through this needy doesn't say anything she mm. doesn't tell people Mm-mm. but but that's the obvious plot points like yeah, it's, it's yeah. there all the way through well, and it's once yeah. again like i know we're talking we've, we've had one film that slaps you over the head with with yeah. queerness and two yeah. films that haven't and i love that yeah, yeah, absolutely. One, one that slaps you over the head sometimes with a with a fist a or Crisco a dildo. Fist. It's just, with a Crisco fist. A big, a big old black man's hand. Oh my god, that could be a band name, the Crisco Fists. I'm pretty sure there is one. That would I be don't... amazing. Yeah, sure. He's stuck or a googling. podcast about essentially, essentially, the whole thing with this now is that um, Needy realizes that. Jennifer is a yeah. demon, is demonic, yeah. and and she's going to kill everyone. Yeah. So she, she just says to her boyfriend, don't go to the formal. That's yeah. where she's going to do it all. And then the night of the formal, she breaks up with her boyfriend. She goes to the formal. The formal. Yeah. She doesn't break up with him. She has a fight. Oh, she has a him. fight. I, that was confusing because yeah. I'm just like. Important point of difference when you're a teenager and then you find out that they, you know, your best friend tried to hit on them and you're like, whoa, we didn't break yeah. up. We just had And a we've fight. seen multiple murders. Uh, like yeah. like Jennifer's murdered a couple of three people, I think at this point, mm-hmm. two, no two. And, um, and But also we're seeing the toll it's taking on Jennifer. And there's this really awesome bit because during the whole scene, we've seen them connect to each mm-hmm. other project to uh, connect to each other and when she realizes what jennifer is mm. how she detaches away from yeah. jennifer and what that means for her yeah. detaching away from her life as well yeah and and this is what annoys me with, with people not getting that like mm. it's it's the fact that to taking herself away from this person that she loves mm. and and loves so much takes away all elements of her life mm. to the point that she's scared for her boyfriend and whatever. And then on the night of the formal, she's wearing this awesome dress. Uh, yes. I love it so much. So incredible. And her boyfriend's like walking to the formal and Jennifer gets him and then they start making out and mm. Jennifer's like, come with me. Mm. And he's like, what? Mm. And because they're so connected. Chip. That's right. But Chip because they're so dopey. connected, when Jennifer's getting really horny and violent, mm. it, because we haven't actually brought that up, Needy knows. 
And this is the other thing. That's yeah. not because of any supernatural connection. Yeah. It's because they of her just, connection to her. Yeah. And that she is so in sync with her with the person yeah. she loves that she's so in sync mm. with her that she knows when she's doing things that are really she bad. She knows when she's horny. Yeah. Well, not just horny, like <laughs> yeah. horny and bad. Yeah. To the point that she – yeah, they're connected to such a degree. Yeah. And um, basically she stops her – in theory, from killing her boyfriend. Mm. Um, halfway through, they're in a pool. Mm. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah. And and then, um, like, the boyfriend stabs Jennifer and she just takes that out and then runs away and her, and her boyfriend dies. And then she, she – but one of my favourite lines of the movie, Jennifer comes out of the pool after she's been stabbed and she's like, got a tampon. Yeah. And it's she's great. Like it's great. She's got blood all over her. But she's like also going to heal. And Jennifer fucks off. And at this mm. point, Jennifer's like, screw you. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. This is fucked. And she's, her boyfriend's dead. And mm. she's realised, you know what? I have to kill my best I friend. To, I have yeah. to kill the woman I love. Yeah. And um, she gets a box cutter and goes to Jennifer's house. Oh, yeah. And I mean, Jennifer's bedroom, to be yeah. clear, not Jennifer's house, but Jennifer's bedroom. Mm. And one of the things that drives me insane about but so accurate mm. because my sister had this as well mm. why is there always a bed and a chair and a desk and a vanity like there's so many things within a girl's room and my sister had that same kind of room when she things. was really young no 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 I know but it's like it could be an apartment it's one room but there's enough things to live in it <laughs> and and this is but so I was but I was watching that and the thing with it where I was like oh my god there's going to be so many elements to this fight because I've also been watching alias mm-hmm. so my brain was jumping between the two in a fight perspective but that didn't happen and now mm. I'm going to throw back over for the final bit oh okay because I feel like you- I, I shouldn't be taking you away from everyone no else. no I mean there's not much there's not much else to to tell but in terms of the the, the fight. fight the fight is great the fight is great because it's intimate. Not yet, and it's, that's exactly right. Yeah, like they end up floating in the air yeah. because of Jennifer's powers, and it's very, it's just very intimate. It's like it's, it's beautifully it, shot. You could be, they could be fighting, they could be making love. They're kind of yeah. t- twisting and turning in the air. And if you go by cruising, it's kind of both. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and again, another one of my favorite lines when she does eventually stab her, and she goes, "Oh, my tit." Because she stabs her in the chest. And she does. And then, yeah. Sorry, you go. go. No, I was just going to say it it. is actually part of what I love about this film um, as well. I'm not going to mute myself. Is is the girl humour. And Mm. it's it's rare in a lot of films. And I love that especially for teenage girls, we get to have them making tampon jokes and referring to like their body parts. And like I just, I really like, I love that so much. Um, and that's that's this casting is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, and she ends up killing Jennifer. Um, and with a there's box this with a box cutter. Um, and there's you know a moment. And I think the thing about the thing for me as well is I think the thing about killing Jennifer because Jennifer can heal from so many things, mm. but it was about the fact that she was killed by needy. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's it's not just about the physical connection, yeah. but it's actually the death is more in the emotional yeah. one. And that yeah. because even when she tried to bite needy and killed needy's boyfriend and still ran away, it was mm. like still about needing her. Mm. And and yeah. it's that the death comes in a emotional mm. and therefore yeah. physical. Well, she does it ironically because she needs to, yeah. not because she wants to. Yeah. Um, she needs to be killed, um, and we see in like the a sort of post credits um, scene, and, and this is, is evidently or during the credits, I think. Um, we see like shots of well, so basically, then it's she's killed her. 
Jennifer's mum walks in. Mm. Everyone's like, she's a killer, so she gets sent to the mental asylum. Yes. Yeah. But at the start of the film before we're like, and here's everything that happens, she gets put in solitary in the yeah. mental asylum that yeah. looks like Shawshank Redemption. Yes, it does. And, um, which I, I also love in, yeah. in the way in which it's shot. Yep. And now I'm going to throw back over. Well, and it turns out, I can't remember if it's through killing Jennifer. It is, it is but through yeah, killing. She somehow absorbs some of Jennifer's powers. So mm-hmm. she, um, we see her in solitary floating in the air, like cross-legged. Near a window. Um, yeah, near a window. So she escapes um, from, in from the, the asylum. In the, sli- in the slippers, so yeah. Why would you take them so, off? Yeah. No, but that's my thing. I'm like, the yeah. shot, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And then we see in the credits scene, you get through a series of sort of sort of photos during the credits, you see really the rise and fall of the, the band. So who, what? Who and what's brilliant about this is she's she she gets picked up by a hitchhiker and she's like, yeah. I'm going to see a band. Are they any good? Well, I don't know. It's going to be their last concert. Yeah. And then yeah. the credits roll and we didn't need anything more, but then yeah. we get yeah. literally the band being wankers in a hotel yeah. room. Yeah. And Doing lots of drugs, trashing the hotel room. They being found fame and fortune, being rock stars. And she turns kills up with like the hoodie all. on, sneaks through security, and fucking messes yep. kills up their them and shit. destroys them. And it's great. Yeah, and it's and it's it's again this lovely thing where even though she killed Jennifer because she needed to, she is also kind of, um, uh, you know, um, fuck, what's the word? Not revenge. She's um, vengeful. Um, yeah, it's avenging, avenging her Avengers. death. She's an avenger. Yeah, an avenger. She's avenging. Well, and this Jackson is the thing about it as well. Like yeah. taking on the power doesn't even mean taking on the evilness, and yeah. and the fact that that revenge. Because uh, when when her when Jennifer actually tells her about what happened, like that's mm. pretty traumatic. And mm. even when we see it, like Jennifer, you're seeing Jennifer constantly as this vapid person, and then we go mm. to the flashback of she's begging for her life for these guys, and they yes. just don't yeah. care. Yep. So you can only imagine that description being told to. Your f- mm. a woman you love, yeah, and what that what that burns mm. within yeah. her, and it's that she uses this power to destroy mm. them. Well, I love that she it's still great. wanted to avenge Jennifer, yeah. even though Jennifer turned bad and she ultimately had yeah. to kill her. She yeah. still wants to avenge her because she can see that it wasn't her fault. She- but but also because Jennifer is gone. Well, yeah. Like the thing with that, when that moment happened, like every single moment that she's got, she, come on, mm. come on, come on, and she's trying to stop Jennifer and she realised mm. Jennifer is gone yeah. and that this is not Jennifer. Yeah. So she has to, like it, yeah. she kills her. Like it's, yeah. it, the Jennifer she knows is no longer there. And it's set to a, such a fantastic fucking rock uh, and, the and soundtrack female empowerment is awesome. song. Like and the, the credits yeah. are set to Violet by Hole, which is it's so such good. a mm-hmm. and, and I mean, song. it's not just a, a shot or two. We see a whole narrative. It's great. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's really fantastic. Good. Yeah. And uh, I will this, – this is sort of not related to anything in particular but something I really wanted to say about this film. For me watching it, I've, I've realised part of I think what I love so much about their relationship is – okay, so when you, look at, when you look at intimate relationships between teenage girls or young girls, I feel like when there's a, when there's a romantic or sexual relationship, there's two things that happen. It's, it's either fetishized, or what happens is – so there's a, there's, a, there's a physical closeness that exists between girls, teenage girls and adult women. They are, when they're just friendships, they're physically close in a way that most men are not for, for reasons that we won't even get into. But, but male friends that don't have that yeah. physical closeness. Yeah. And I feel like for young girls who are questioning their sexuality and I feel like this is a really lovely narrative for um, bisexual girls because she has a boyfriend. Yeah. So she's not necessarily a lesbian. No. But there is that that intimacy that teenage girls share is almost like it's a safe space to 
start to approximate mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of queer, yeah. like those queer feelings, like the, and and all of those moments. That's why it's so subtle and beautifully done because the holding, the squeezing of the hand, <laughs> yes. and glancing at each other. Girls do that, but there's something in. You can see that it's more for her, but there's safety in girlhood that allows her. her, For both of them. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not one character against the other. It's for both of them. It allows them to explore it. And and there's this push and pull of are we going to acknowledge this is a thing and this isn't just girlhood? And even to the extent of. Oh, this isn't just us doing it because we know it's what boys like us to do. Yeah, like the scene when Jennifer kisses Needy and she makes a joke about like, oh, we always used to play like like parents or or family or whatever. It it does speak to the relationships that girls have and mm. how you can explore that that it's. it's no, just you're nailing really, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just really watching it. I was like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's where it is. And this is what kills is. me where I'm literally – one of the things that made me really angry is I'm like, why is Megan Fox not given smart scripts? Mm. Like she plays – the layers she mm. plays yeah. in this, like yep. she, la- so layered. Yep. And I, and actually like I wanted to be in something written by David E. Kelly or something mm. like that. She needs the layers. It's mm. nuanced. And, and it really, really is. And she works to it really well. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's where I was really frustrated when I'm like, mm. this is the first film I've liked you in yeah. ever. But even the and marketing for this movie was posters of her sitting up on school desks with yes. showing off her sexy yeah. legs and stuff. It wasn't shown exactly. as, as a And it's such you know, a shame a because was, she's yeah. she's this character that at first glance seems like really vapid, really mm-hmm. like um two-dimensional even, you know, popular high school but girl she doesn't character. Play it that way. No, but then as soon as you get even a even a short way into the film, you realize, "Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah no. There's yeah. there's layers yeah. to this." And especially that kissing scene, that was not a scene for – I mean, yes, no. they knew that would have No, but it was it wasn't, it, because you guys, can say, this, just like what Shori said, you can say the kissing happens, oh, so great, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. But it wasn't in any way played that way, Not, filmed yeah. that way. Like no element yeah. to it spoke to I mean, the kissing was, was her exploring her obvious like reciprocal yeah. feelings for yeah. Needy. Yeah. And then it was just so clever the way they then – she retreated into the safety of – the, the trope of the fetishized lesbians, yeah. like, and, and you know, tried to, like, But even the way in which that it. dialogue happened yeah. was still, yeah, there's a power in yeah. it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. Mm. And I, I I love it for that, but also even beyond the, the queer subtext, it's just a fucking great oh, movie. Oh, it's a good film, there's, yeah. It's so funny. There are so many great – if you haven't seen it, God, see Jennifer's <laughs> Body. It is so funny. And the soundtrack's cracking. And for – what baffled me was it's streaming on Disney Plus. Oh, no, yeah. but you know why? Surprised the hell it's out steaming. of me. <laughs> steaming. <laughs> steaming. Hang on now. Actually, it, that, was, that was cruising when they're in the clubs. Yeah, that was steaming. That's the Crisco feed. That was it's, steaming. It's streaming <laughs> on Star on Disney but, Plus and Star on Disney Plus is Hulu. Um, mm. Not at Crisco Fists, not a band. I also uh, need to delete my history of Because <laughs> I came went, no. Not a band. <laughs> not for me. Yet. 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 <laughs> Like I said, could be a podcast hey, all right. about gay porn. Chris well, I have a lot of VHS porn in that wardrobe over there. There so. you go. I think I might have to tap out on that one. <laughs> you, you. All right, everyone. I mean, we've gone hard into this. It's like yeah, we have. We have, have. We have yeah, tangented we have. like crazy. Without Crisco Fist. It's also great. 
If you're going to go hard, go hard with the Christmas tried, gifts. Yeah, we, we were struggling <laughs> to pick what we are going to do for queer horror, but you know what? All right, we're going to have to refine ourselves and try to get these under an hour for the next one. Yeah, oh, we apologise. No, commute, I don't apologise. We apologise if your commute's only 40 minutes. <laughs> Sorry, was uh, it, did you just like lock and load yeah, a Christmas gift? Lock and load his chips. You guys don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Roman Reigns, the wrestler, will do that. He goes... Like it's a to, shotgun to, fist to punch someone? someone in the face. No, not to fist them. He doesn't. It's a shame. What, you have you never watched wrestling? Yeah, come on, no, yeah. I have. But we're talking about fisting. <laughs> yeah. That's so I just, just thought maybe there's a, he, there's something I haven't seen. Yeah. He cocks his fist. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> well, there are so many puns. One of the most brilliant things is when it comes to queer horror, we could have gone on a lot of bland and ridiculous and obvious ways in which it sits there because queerness and, and horror didn't. sits in so many ways. And one of the reasons why I love this podcast and love what we do and love recording with you both is because everyone picks and then we just rock and roll. Yep. And the like I know we've gone longer than – look, we wanted these to be between 45 to 50 minutes max and obviously this is nah. not going to be that can, case. Can I just suggest to um, – based on this subject – Watch Scream Queen on Shudder about the making of Nightmare on the Street Part I Two. Maybe and about I think the we actor. need a. I think we need a. Po- we need to add that into a podcast. Yeah, somehow. we might just mm. talk about it, but it is. I haven't watched it yet. But I haven't I've watched heard it, it yet is either. Phenomenal, and you need to watch yeah. it. It's a really watch fascinating story. Nightmare on Elm Street Two first. Yeah, and yeah. Then yeah. The all right. Well, let's see if we can. All right, everyone. Okay, we can. Anyway. We can have this conversation on the podcast. We need to go. Everyone, um, look. Elroy is standing really coldly on the dice. Door and he actually is in his car. Oh my god! Is he really? Oh my god! Okay. Where did he go? Well, we need to go. Everyone, we'll see. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Watch hey, everyone. It's Dean again. Okay, we went way longer than we planned. So I was going to wrap things up by giving you a list of great queer horror films I think you should check out. But instead, I'm going to post that on our social media because you've been listening for ages. And I know you're having a great time with us all, but listening this long and doing a daily podcast, it's a lot. So uh, I will be posting all over the Pot of the Damn socials on the day that this episode comes out other queer horror films that you should check out. And also, I'll be posting a link to the Melbourne Queer Film Festival. Be sure to check them out. They had to go virtual when lockdown happened and have been really creative with how they're doing it. And it's thanks to them and watching Bit that this podcast even started. So be sure to check them out. And when they've got screenings, whether virtually or in person, why not check out some great queer films, if that's your bag? If not, just keep watching movies. And don't forget to hit us up on our socials, at Pod of the Damned on Twitter and at Podcast of the Damned on Instagram. We're posting like crazy and we'll see you tomorrow.